Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? Now dig this, Matt. Y'all know I love stationery. Y'all know I love to take notes. I love to write. I love to write on paper. I love to write notebooks. Matt, what'd you get me for Christmas this year? I got you notebooks and pens and organizers. Correct. I love it. Uh, And I find that it genuinely helps me remember things better as opposed to typing them or like putting them on a, a text file or whatever. Actually writing something down physically helps me a lot. It helps me organize my thoughts. It helps me get my work done. And ever since I got my new uh, iPad and I got the Apple Pencil with it, I have been doing that on there, and that's great. The only problem I've had with it, it doesn't quite feel like writing on paper, which is a feeling I like. We have the solution to that problem. That's right. Paper-like. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it's a screen protector for your iPad. It uses a proprietary technology called NanoDots. With those nanodots, you feel the natural resistance of paper on your iPad screen. It is a paper-like feeling on your iPad. So if you're drawing, if you're taking notes, if you're using your iPad like you would a notebook, here's the way for it to really feel natural. And Chris, I know you love that. You you have an iPad, you got a paper-like, and I'm sure it's, it feels just right for you. It does. It feels great to use. Also, Matt, you know I'm very particular about paper. I have yes. specific brands of notebooks that I will and will not use. And paper like feels good on the iPad. Uh, they also make accessories for the pencil to make the pencil a little more comfortable to hold. They make uh, accessories to help you clean the iPad as well. They've got it all. The ability to handwrite notes in a digital form is great to begin with. But getting that extra tactile feeling that makes me happy while I do it, (laughs) that gives me that little dopamine, that little serotonin burst that I like to have, is fantastic. The latest version of the Paperlike is manufactured in Switzerland using high-quality plastic foils designed for maximum picture clarity. You're not going to lose any of the definition of your iPad screen if you put a Paperlike on there. And these foils are developed exclusively for paper-like products. It also always comes in a set of two, so you have a spare. Look, we know a lot of artists listen to this show. If you're an artist and you're looking for a way to make drawing on your iPad feel a little bit better, this is how you do it. So, to pick up your paper-like, head over to paperlike.com slash Ajax, click Buy Paper-like, and select your iPad size. From now, right now, until the end of January, Paperlike is also including their Digital Pro Planner Bundle at no extra cost for every order placed through the Paperlike store. Plus, shipping is completely free. So if you're ready to do more with your iPad, head over to paperlike.com slash Ajax to get started. Ho, ho, hello, everybody, and welcome back to War Rocket Ajax, the internet's most explosive comic book and pop culture podcast. We are your hosts here on Mount Premise in our Christmas cabin. 
My name is Chris Sims. With me, as always, is Matt Wilson. Matt, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Chris. How was your ride on the funicular? <laughs> uh, uh, finicky. <laughs> the only way to get up here to Mount Primus. Yeah. High on Mount Primus is, is where we are. Where we always like to come at Christmas time to kind of get away from it all and, and, and celebrate the holidays. And who, who's that at the door? Oh, yes. There's a knock. Uh, oh, shit. Hang on. Does that sound like a knock? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Close enough. Oh, God. Hi. Hey, neighbors. I, can't, I just came up in the funicular to see if I could borrow a cup of nog. Oh, wait. Are you guys recording? Oh, golly. Gee whiz, look. Can I hang out wait, and enjoy some I, eggnog? I'm on, a, I'm on Mount Premise. on us 13 years in a row. It's funny how that works out, isn't it? Lucky 13. <laughs> hey. Yeah, it's it's always great uh, to see you, Matt Fraction, here in our cabin. Oh, yes, it's Matt Fraction, I guess I should say. Hi, it's Matt oh, Fraction. yeah, hey. Hi, right, right. Our special holiday time guest. This would be weird if it was somebody's first episode. <laughs> we're to finally decide where... to to dive in and here's my choice yeah here, we're to the point now where anyone's first episode is a weird choice you can't i mean you they call that the they here. call that the ackerman the ackerman threshold uh, <laughs> yes absolutely matt you might be able to join in in the game we're playing you guys are playing a game? I love games, and I'm too yeah. tired to argue about the rules. Yeah, uh, we we set up a game. Uh, we got on our Discord. Uh, what? We, we set up a a little Wi-Fi signal here on top of Mount Premise uh, that's working. And does it does it run on candy canes? Uh huh. You nailed it in one. We got, asked some folks on our Discord server. Uh, to are they nominate. elves? Yes, all the elves on our Discord server. Uh, we asked them to nominate Santas from various media. Did you ask any reindeer? You know what? I they couldn't type because of the hoops. That's racist. So you're not you're racist. Not That's racist. To introduce a premise, <laughs> I'm, I'm just I you know look I'm I'm I want to. I'm just giving it my all, man. I'm doing the best I can. No, look, I appreciate it. I'm I'm happy to have it. Just elves. It was just elves. And Chris, I believe it was you that that once said that my school of improv was no but. <laughs> Very true. Which uh, which I appreciate, and am still sort of meditating on. So anyway, they nominated. Various Santas from various things for us to rank on a big list, like Chris and I do a lot of the time. We rank things on big lists. Uh, so we're going to do that. We're going to rank some Santas. Oh, well, okay, it's just like best Santa, like most Santa. What's the, what's the um, ranking uh, hegemony here? Hegemony? What's the word? I think we are ranking the Santas from best to worst, right? Like that's that's whatever best means to you. Because we have, okay. uh, as we have done with the other lists that we have made. Because Matt and I, if there's one thing that we have a lot of experience doing, it is arranging things on a list. We're very good at it. 
but we have Matt. You actually came up with the two that we're going to start with are are top and bottom of the list uh, to to set things off. Do you want to introduce those? Yes, our inaugural number one and number two on the list. Currently, number one on the list is Claws with a K from Grant Morrison's Claws. Grant Morrison and Dan Mora. Dan Mora has done the art on most of those stories. And the inaugural bottom of the list is Scott Calvin, the character played by Tim Allen from The Santa Claus. Uh, the replacement Santa Claus. Who takes the motherfucker a- who murders Santa in the first 15 minutes of that movie. That's right. <laughs> and then becomes Santa in some kind of kill the king, become the king scenario. It, 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 it's fucking Highlander. I mean, I can admit, I, I can hear the disdain in both of your voices. It, it sounds like that's the guy who killed Santa and became Santa. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't, that's, that's, there's, there's something to be said for that. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> Did you guys, uh, that's the uh, biggest laugh guys... I've ever gotten out of Fraction on in, in over a decade of this show. I, I'm, I'm usually pretty, I, I usually try to mute, uh, 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 any kind of positive feedback that you might receive. Um, did you guys see Violent Night, by the way? Not yet. That's a that's a movie theater movie. Uh, so right. we, we haven't seen it yet. But uh, see, I've been in Canada, and as it was put to me, oh, yeah, no, we had a federal pandemic response. So when the government tells us, like, you can tell Americans because we're the ones wearing masks. Although now people are masking up again um, because they've been asked. But, like, for the previous six months – you could spot an American because they were the ones, the only people wearing masks. They're like, why are you still wearing masks? Government says it's okay. They're like, we, we didn't have a government. It was very chaotic. So yeah, I, I went to a movie. I saw Violent Night. All right, never mind. Uh, uh, why well, I, I think Claw should be number one and Scott Calvin should be number two. Well, okay. That is the state of the list as it stands. Yes! <laughs> Fucking A. I'm on a roll. <laughs> well, I'm well, nailing I- it, you guys. I'm nailing it. You are. You're doing very well. And we will add more Santas uh, shortly, but oh, before that... We're not done? We're not done, no. God we'll, damn it. We're, we're going to add more. The elves suggested many more. But, Matt, before we get into that, before we start doing yeah. that, mm-hmm. you mentioned you were in Canada. Yeah, I defected. Let's catch up a little bit and f- ask you know what you're doing up there in the Great White North and uh, and... What big project you're working on? Um, I have been working on a show set in legendary studios' MonsterVerse uh, that will be on Apple TV Plus or whatever it's called. Apple, on the Apple box. uh, uh, Um... And we don't have a, we might have a title. You don't know. We, we might have a title that I don't know. We're closing in on a title. Um, I think we know what the title is finally. It stars Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell and Anna Sawai and uh, 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 Kiersey Clemens and Joe Tippett and uh, many others, many, many others. And, um, I can uh, break a little bit of news, some breaking news. Uh, I was told today 
there were over 200 locations in our show. So <laughs> there you go. If you're a fan of locations and sets, 200 of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. So this time last year, I don't know if you remember, I uh, was in Glendale, California, in the room on the show, which I've co-created with a fellow named Chris Black and co-executive producing and all that nonsense. And uh, yeah, and here we are a year later making the show. And that is very exciting. It is not a three-camera sitcom. I know I can. I think I can say that. Oh boy, they're going to report that in the trade. I know. I know. Well, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. <laughs> we got a lot of people at Viority listening to Warrock and Ajax these days for the hot news. <laughs> trying to find out what one episode of Star Trek Ryan North doesn't want to watch. Oh. Uh, of any of the, I bet I could guess. Of any of the series, or is there a, is, do you, is it now, it's just this one episode he doesn't want to watch? He told us he has seen every hour of Star Trek except for one and would not tell us what the one was. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out. I got a couple guesses. Um, hey, his Fantastic Four, has that started? Yeah. How is it? I'm so excited to, to see it. It's That's good. Great. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's very Twilight Zone isn't necessarily the way to put it, but it's 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 got like this like like Twilight Breaking Dawn. <laughs> no, it's it's got this kind of like I guess more like Outer Limits. This kind of like weekly sci-fi TV feel to it that's really good, really great. You're gonna I can't love it. wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, well, how about we rank some Santa Clauses? Yeah, let's do it. I love I love Santa. Uh, before before we get into that, though, Chris, do I sound like I'm on the wrong microphone? You sound uh, perfectly smooth and correct, baby. Okay, my waveform is not is small, so it was making me worried. But I will cut that out. Maybe it's not the size of the waveform; it's what you do with it. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm going to leave it in now. That's exactly right. Here's our first suggestion of a Santa to rank. It comes from crawl on our uh, discord who suggests santa the mutant powerhouse from the marvel universe okay well there are there are multiple santas in the marvel universe this is 616 santa claus okay I mean, again multiple depictions of santa in in matt i've read every marvel christmas special <laughs> <laughs> the, the the best part is is the up talk, the tone to your voice is, is is clearly trying to sublimate the fury. That's such a non-specific question. It's as though someone has thrown red meat into a lion's den. It's just <laughs> waiting for the sparks to fly. I like the Santa from the Rankin Bass cartoons. What about you? I just watch your head explode. <laughs> there, are, are we talking about the? The Santa who appears in Strange Tales number 34. I'm actually going to Google Santa the mutant powerhouse. Oh, wait, he's like, Santa Claus is real and he's an Omega level mutant, says ScreenRant.com. I mean, uh, let's see. And he looks yeah, real th- ripped. Okay, 
this is the one. This is an article dated 2020. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 Yes. This, I mean, this 91's Marvel Holiday Special. Yeah. With the big Art Adams cover where they're all running after Santa. That's a good one. You know what? I would put him in the uh, dead center of the list right now. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to. I was going to put him firmly in the middle. Myself, I would be my vote. Or which Matt? I'm sorry. This always happens. Uh, Fuck. Shit. Sorry. I should say Fraction and Wilson. I or guess. just Fraction and Matt. But I just said, okay. that, you know, it's fine. <laughs> the fraction is right. But if there's one, if if I know that I'm Fraction, I'll only listen for Fraction and. All right, okay, so whatever, uh, you know, Chris? Yes, yes, and whatever you like, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so here's my question. Here's That's my question. the biggest laughs I've gotten from you for 13 years. The, the middle, th- that's not true. I've, I've <laughs> had to, like, get under my desk. I've been laughing so hard at stuff uh, in past years. And I expect that to happen tonight. We'll see. The mid- okay, so he's going in the middle, but what are we calling him? Omega uh, level I, I mutant guess Santa. We can call him Omega level mutant Santa. Yeah, this if if people out there have not read Marvel Holiday Special number one from nineteen ninety one, by the way, um, they should because it's fucking wild. Uh, this is the one that also has the story where uh, Ghost Rider saves a little blind girl who thinks that Ghost Rider is Santa Claus because he's warm and jingles because he's carrying so many chains, and it also has. Uh, no, it's extremely good. Uh, it also has the uh, the story where Odin is Santa Claus. The the I think it's a DeFalco Friends story, uh, Thor story, where Odin goes and does some Santa Claus stuff. It's very fun. There's a Punisher story in here too, you know, because it's 1991. It's not it's not very seasonally appropriate. But Chris, you still contend that the various appearances of santa in the marvel universe are different santas there i mean there there's unsurprisingly matt there's very little consistency among depictions of santa claus in various marvel holiday specials <laughs> all right we'll just say it's the one in i think it's clear but santa the mutant powerhouse i think is is you know pretty clearly okay yeah we'll, we'll, then we'll say that uh Thank you, right. Crawl, for that submission. Matt, can I ask two quick questions? Um, uh, yeah. Is there how is there like how many Santas are there in total, and are we allowed to suggest our own Santas along the way? If, if you would like to suggest a Santa or two of your own, you may. I, Chris, and I think we're going to stick with listener suggestions. But essentially, we're going to rank as many Santas as we can in the time we have. Okay. I just oh, do we have a roughly an idea how many do I ask only because if we say oh put him in the middle of the list you know if it's one thing if we, there's 100 it's another thing if there's 12 right Yeah I mean we'll we'll find a spot the, the bigger the We're going to find it. Okay. We'll find the spots. Uh, right. that that's Chris and I have a, a good amount of experience with this so uh, I, yeah. So yeah. so we'll uh, we'll we'll guide you along. Also uh I am updating the Google Doc as we go, yeah. so you can look and see what um, the... I see your cursor right there at the end of Omega Level Mutant Santa Claus Marvel 616 Close Parents. There we go. All right, so uh, our next suggested Santa, and Fraction, jump in if you want to add a Santa to the list at any point, please. But our next suggested Santa is from Centipede Damascus, 
which is the Santa Claus that fought the Martians and Santa Claus conquers the Martians. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty good Santa. He does, like, Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Uh, uh, I got to see that movie in a theater one Christmas, which was truly delightful. And, I mean, he, he's very Santa Claus. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't conquer, he doesn't conquer the, the Martians. Really. It's the verb, right? It's the title, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like he he makes friends and then brings the magic of Christmas to the Martians, but that's not nearly as good a title as Santa Claus conquers the Martians, which honestly is one of the best titles anything has ever had. Yeah, but I mean, it is is a very Bruce Lee kind of strategy, right? The sort of the 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 style of no style, the open palm kind of technique of like how better to conquer an enemy than to make them a, a friend. You know, it's a bloodless revolution Santa led. Santa, I mean, it's Santa's pretty rad. Revolution is how that movie is known in other countries, I think. <clears throat> and he's doubled now his territory. There's now two planets, motherfucker has to take care of. I mean, but just imagine just the, the the confidence. Like, you know what? Not only am I gonna <laughs> conquer these Martians, I'm conquering Mars, baby. I'm gonna do this. You know, like it's it's just he's just ready to scale. I put him pretty high. I got to say, I think, I think. Also, you know, Pia Zadora, come on. Yeah, uh, this is also a Santa who, like, franchises. Because at yeah, the end oh. of the movie, he makes Dropo the laziest man on Mars. Uh, the the Santa Claus of Mars. Sort of the Bray Kroc kind of entrepreneur. You know, he's not, in the, he's not in the Christmas business. He's in the real estate business. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I would, I would say, I mean, I would put him above the... I don't think I would put him above Claws from Grant Morrison and Dan Morris Claws, because that dude has a cool wolf and, like, is what if Superman was Batman was Santa Claus. So, I, I but I would put him, he's a strong number two, honestly. I think, uh, I think the, I, I, I would, I would vote for number one, uh, uh, personally, but, uh. But we'll defer to uh, my hosts. Matt, uh, that makes makes you the tiebreaker, yeah. I also think number two. S- solid number two. Uh, yeah, your opinion's that. a solid number two. Mm, yeah. I'd, better than a liquid number two. All right, I'm typing this in. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. I appreciate that you clarified that it is the Santa character from Santa Claus conquers the Martians. <laughs> yeah, I mean... so then, But then Dropo should also be on there too, right? If someone were no, 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 but I'm saying no. all right. If someone to, were to suggest Dropo, we would have to rank him. Yes. That is that is the rule. Uh, next up from another Matt, the number one Jam fan. Uh, the suggestion is the Santa who gets killed by Tim Allen, thus triggering the. <laughs> <cycle>. <laughs> That might be the only Santa worse than Scott Calvin. <laughs> All he does is die. <laughs> yeah. What? I will never understand, because this happens. I know someone, uh, I, I did peek in the Discord, and I know someone mentioned Santa Claus the movie. But I remember watching that with you, and you and I just being mystified that Santa Claus the movie opens with Santa Claus dying. And it's like, why do, why do, People think that is a thing to put in your Santa Claus story for babies. That Santa Claus dies. 
I don't know. I remember going to see the Santa Claus with my church youth group after caroling. And we we all saw uh, Santa Claus. He falls off a roof and dies, right? Does he also get electrocuted on lights? I honestly do not remember that sounds right, but I'm trying not to reflectively make it a more gruesome death for Santa Claus than it already is. Yeah. Whatever happens to him, I, I remember us all just sitting there in quiet shock watching Santa Claus die on the screen very early into that movie. Now, was that what your what your church wanted? They wanted you to be like, yeah, you see this this false god <laughs> at Christmas time? Remember who's, who's really who the season's really about? I think it may have been a happy accident for them. Okay. Fraction, what do you think about the Santa Claus who dies? I was I was trying to find my way. I was trying to remember my Discord password so I could log in and and put Dropo in the thing. <laughs> I mean, I think if if he's got to be worse than Scott Calvin if he could be thwarted and bested by Scott Calvin. I would agree. I think yeah, he's like he's, he's in a very it's like if Santa Claus. It's like if Santa Claus was a brittle bone baby. Like it's like if he were Mister Glass. It's a weird premise. There's like four of those movies, and I don't. Understand. Isn't there a series now? There, there is yes. a new series on Disney yeah. Plus. Yes, uh, that I've seen none of. Uh, so I shan't be watching it. Whoa! I mean, that's for a, for a Christmas connoisseur such as yourselves. That's a pretty uh, that's a pretty bold statement. I think. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty anti the Santa Claus. I I I, I think I think. In its oh yes, I think you've expressed I think a perfectly valid reason why lovers of Christmas might object to a film in which Santa fucking dies. You know what I love? Uh, what I used to love when I was a kid is the tears uh, of children. Claws die, and then uh, contract disputes, legalese. Yeah, boy, great. I, I love I love ridiculous. talk about c- contract language. You know what would be um, maybe maybe they've made this in one of the many sequels. Maybe that's what the new show is about. But if like word gets out, like wait a minute, if you kill Santa, you become Santa. And it's like you ever played that uh, that old game on the PlayStation, uh, No More Heroes, where you were like the hitman that accidentally gets on the top ten hitman list, and then suddenly all the other hitmen come to kill you, or like uh, it was on the Wii. But yes, we no. But it was also was it just the Wii? I thought it was a PlayStation. It was game a Wii exclusive because you remember you had to to jack off the Wii mote to reload your lightsaber. Wow, clearly I don't remember that. But I remember the save screen <laughs> was him on a was him on a toilet. Yeah, yeah, maybe that. Like I would be like, oh, everybody starts coming to kill him because they also it's clear for all of the Santa powers. And I don't want to get into the weeds on Santa Claus here, but you are not impervious to standard life threatening injuries. Yeah, it's it's like it's not even it's not even like a vampire thing. Like he dies in a very pedestrian way. I don't know, but I do kind of look. I do kind of like the premise of everybody trying to kill Santa Claus to become Santa Claus. Yeah, because if anything else, like oh, you'll you'll be immortal from then on, right? Like how could you like it until another Santa comes to kill you? Yeah, Yeah. Uh, or potential Santa. if I learned that that was the premise of that Disney Plus show, I would. That's that's the way you would get me to watch it. That could get me to watch it. Just to like, let's take this, 
Christmas is the new is the new purge. It's open season on Santa Claus. Yes. Uh, all right. Here's our next submission. Guys, did we just write a Hollywood Santa blockbuster? I look. You're the you're you're the guy with the connections. I look. It could be the sequel to Violent Night. I haven't seen Violent Night. I don't know how it ends. But if you want to bring back that David Harbor Santa Claus, you could put him in this situation. It sounds like pitching Santa Claus meets John Wick is maybe Santa Claus versus the world's greatest assassins is like. Look, okay, we're gonna have this is next year's this is next year's special because I am writing this already in my head and we have a thing we're doing right now. We cannot we cannot switch premises. That the would be the, the most my most that would be the most brilliant. That would be my my fucking masterstroke if I could get you through yes ending as much as I could to change <laughs> premises in the middle of a show. It's tempting. It's very tempting. It's the Santa the open palm, baby. Okay, so it's like Santa versus the League of Assassins, and it's it's what we would uh, a list of who would try to kill Santa, how next they would year. try to kill Santa, and how Santa would best them. This is next year's. This is next year's. Of course, right, right. I just I just want to I just want to agree on the premise now. I'm yes anding a okay. year in advance. Okay. I'm RSVPing my yes and. All right. Yes, it's it's <laughs> it's who comes after Santa? How he takes them all out. We all okay. co- we all come with a few suggestions. Mm-hmm. Done. Nope. Next year set. Got I, it. Kyle Starks, if he listens to this, is gonna be so mad. Oh, Kyle Starks should be on that one. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh all right. Here's our next Santa to rank. It's uh Claus with a K from the Netflix movie Claus or Klaus. Oh, that was really great. That was terrific. Yes, I love that Santa. Like the sort of like he starts out as just kind of this loner guy who gives presents to the local kids secretly. And then throughout the movie, he becomes the legendary Santa Claus. Also, he's J.K. Simmons. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed. Yeah, that was that was a that went over well in my house. I like that guy. I didn't love that movie as much as I was hoping, but it is very good. I, I thought we, I thought we both liked it a lot, Chris. What did no, you I, I, we, we did. I, I like it, but I, I didn't. I, I wanted it to. I wanted it. I wanted to like it more than I did, and I still did like it a lot. Okay. I feel like I'm just being a contrarian now for no reason. <laughs> so I apologize. See, that is my <laughs> my. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've tricked you into being me this year. It's great. It's, it's the 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 spirit has jumped from fraction to me. Okay, so I if we're like, all right, the the Terminator, uh, the was the T. What was the one from the first one? What was the number of the T? Eight hundred, right? So if we're like, all right, I'm going to send the Terminator after Santa. Like that would be one. That would be one potential right killer assassin, right? We, no, and then no, we, we can't. Okay, so Claus from the Netflix original, <clears throat> I would say, not as good as Santa Claus who conquered the Martians. 
Oh, I'd agree with I, that. I think I think timelessness, right? You've got to have a because the other thing is is Claw's pretty recent, right? Like last year or two. Uh, yeah, like maybe two or three years ago. Yeah, it feels was, like that's another right. I was going to suggest Netflix Klaus going higher, but uh, I I am fine with him going at number three. I mean, yeah, it's still like as the list stands currently, it's that could still wind up pretty high. All right. There's a lot of bad Santas out there. Oh, like the bad Santas from that movie, Bad Santa? I would say quite bad. Bad Santa? Bad. Accurately titled movie. I don't think we would even rank that Santa, though, because that's just a guy. That's not Santa. Okay, so my my pitch of Dan Aykroyd as Santa from Trading Places, that wouldn't make the list. Someone tried to submit that on the Discord and... I said, let's stick to actual Santas. So, okay, a guy, okay. a, a character who is just a guy in a Santa costume, I don't think counts. No. But we have a lot. Okay, all right, okay. Uh, Josh S. on the Discord. Uh, uh, it's plural for Josh. Mm-hmm. Suggests Miracle on 34th Street, the OG Edmund Gwynn uh, Santa. That's a good Santa. Yeah. That's very nice. He gets that girl a house and a dad. It's one of the top Santas. And that's got to be number one, right? And also, too, like for timelessness, like that's that's four generations of, of people have that in their head when they think of Santa. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I I think it's certainly higher than Santa from Santa Claus. I, I you know, and I, I think if I can shake you off of your, your love of, of Claus's Christmas wolf. I mean, it's a miracle. He performs a miracle on 34th Street. Come on, it's right there in the title. It's true. It's true. And who are we to argue with the United States Postal Service? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, arguably that movie created a lot of the sort of modern mythology of Santa Claus, right? Like, I mean, Coca-Cola did as well, but... (laughs) That movie, like, that movie both kind of that it's the watchman of Santa Claus. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. That movie does the best version of being like, this kid doesn't believe in Santa Claus. And, and the, and finds out Santa is real. And so every other movie operates on the premise that kids don't believe in Santa Claus, which is, is not how you should start. Honestly, but but I think like that movie actually does it better than virtually everything that came after. The iconic beard pull. The beard pull is very good. It's all there. A dude looks uh, like right. Santa. It's the new number one. Yeah, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. We universally agreed. Uh, I'm going to note nineteen forty seven because there was a. A remake. With Which is Edmund. also pretty good. Yeah, Josh suggested two in one post, but which included the remake, but uh, we'll only come back to that one if uh, so needed. Uh, Chris Kaiser suggests Santa Claus as portrayed by Paul F. Tompkins on Comedy Bang Bang. I'm, Matt, I'm afraid I have to abstain from this one. You know how I feel about Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> Uh, um, I, 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 um, um, 
a fan, I got to say, uh, uh, both of, 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 of I, I can sense there's a lot of, uh, you know, I, I would, I think to, I, I don't know. How about number five? <laughs> that's too high. That's that, that's too high for sin. That's too high for. Uh, am I? Am I, I the? I, I, am I, I, I the? I'm abstaining. I'm abstaining. This is this is. You you two can hash this out, and I will abide by it as I am unfamiliar. Chris is the only, is the one who doesn't listen to comedy bang bang for various reasons. Mm-hmm. I really like Paul F. Tompkins. That makes it sound so ominous. <laughs> it's, it's it's I just it's not it's not for me. That's all. That's all. It's there are not various reasons, just not for me. <laughs> so there's just one reason. Yeah, just the one reason. It's, it's not for you. Okay. Uh, I think of all the various depictions of grumpy Santa. That's my favorite one. It's pre- it's pretty great. Yeah. I th- I think you found the right spot for it though. Like number five is it. So he's he's a grumpy Santa. Yeah, he's kind of like combative, combative Santa. Okay, but in a funny way. Okay, it's Paul F. Tompkins. He's going to be good. I, I believe you, Matt. I believe you. Wow, wow. <laughs> I have I have said nothing rude. That's I believe you. So, okay. So Terminator comes back. And his mission is kill. I just want to make sure I get the premise right. Okay, so my, so my, like, my, okay, I would suggest the Terminator. And here would be the scenario: Terminator comes back. He's got to kill Santa Claus. Now, already the premise is a little wobbly because then would what this robot skeleton become Santa Claus? Right? But let's because this is a dry run. Bear with me. He's going to kill Santa. And what happens is this: is Santa. Puts a, a kid, uh, a, a kid, shows the Terminator kid, and the kid doesn't believe in Santa. He's like, this Santa Claus is not real, you dummy. There's no Santa Claus. And Terminator, unable to fulfill his objective, uh, commits suicide by slowly eating himself to death. Right? So Santa wins. That would be. And then, through that kind of display, Santa would also then have convinced this kid, oh my God, you really are Santa. Why else would a robot from the future have come back to kill you if you would just come back and kill some guy? Oh my god, Santa's real. So not only does Santa defeat Terminator, not only does Santa use this kid's disbelief as a weapon, but he then converts the kid to a believer. Would that be, that's the kind of premise pitch of next year's show, right? Yeah. You have laid such a trap for me. Because I I don't want to switch premises, but I do have a lot of questions. Like when yeah. you say when you say that he eats himself to death, do you mean like you know he like just eats so many cookies and drinks so much milk that like it shuts down his systems, or like he starts with his foot? Oh, like and, physically, and, yeah, like eats well, himself. Yeah, I'll, I'll confess it. It, it just. It came out harsher saying he he, he kills himself uh, than I intended, and then I was trying to find a a funny you know because arguably that's how Terminator Two ends, right? Uh, uh, he pretty demonstratively chooses to destroy himself, giving the big thumbs up on the way down. So I was trying to find well, what's a not violently suicidal thing? Oh, you know, it's like uh, the heartbreak of, of, of adult onset diabetes. 
I don't know. I mean, I think we can find in the room. He could he could clog himself with all of the excess. That seems weird. I don't know. I think maybe he just has to destroy. I don't know. Maybe he just jumps into Santa Claus's Christmas volcano. In this uh, world, Santa Claus has a Christmas volcano. I do like that, Matt. Uh, what is, who's our next Santa to rank on this list on this year's episode with this year's premise? This, this year's premise, Santa ranking. I'm yes. sorry for I'm sorry for suggesting the Santa rankings. Like, <laughs> oh, this is great! I'm loving it. This is fantastic. Well, if if we had come up with this premise any time other than than 20 minutes into recording this year's episode, it would have been great. This is no, this is awesome. This is great. I I I do want to ask. If you were proposing that Santa was going to destroy a Terminator with a logical fallacy, mm-hmm. was that the idea? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, fan of the nonviolence, and I mean, look, I, I don't know how long the premise sustains if we're uh, if Santa's not going to fight, you know. But it just seemed to me that well, because the other thing is like, like the Terminator couldn't become Santa, right? Sure, he could. If the Terminator wins, but then suddenly Terminator, but he already has his objectives. If then, but that's the thing. Terminator becomes Santa. Oh, it's a logic loop. Terminator becomes Santa. What's Terminator's objective? Kill Santa Claus. Terminator kills himself. Then what happens? He's reincarnated as Santa because Santa has killed Santa. And it just happens forever. I, I mean, we don't have to have a Terminator in it either. Like, you introduced the idea of there being a Terminator. Yeah, I mean, it was just a... I'm pitching. I just want to make sure... I mean, I want to think about this for a year. I want to come, I want to come correct next December. I want to have a great list. There's also Santa magic that could reprogram the Terminator. Yeah, like mm-hmm. when he becomes Santa, wouldn't his objective then change to like bring toys to no. all boys and girls? No, why? What would no? And, and non-binary children, all the good children, I guess, is a better way to put that. Nope, nope. It has to be reprogrammed by somebody. He doesn't self-reprogram. That's a RoboCop two situation. We're not in a RoboCop two situation. I mean, well, why? We could be in a. You know what? Next year. Next year. That's what Skynet uh, violates the premise. That's what Skynet does. It'd have to come from a Skynet level. It'd have to be, you know, Skynet would have to do it. That's not what but Skynet does. But Santa is like a Skynet level. I mean, like, Santa has, like, access to all of this information. Like, if anyone, like, Santa magic is, I would say, immeasurably more powerful than Skynet. So you're saying Santa, via Santa magic, could reprogram any computer... <laughs> From any period of human history, however he wants. Yeah. Why not? Rarely captured on, uh, like, uh, nest cams and things like that, right? Listen, listen. We are getting to the point where there aren't going to be a lot of physical, like, video games being produced. Like, we're going very – that's going very digital, much in the same way music did. So – it's going to have to be that Santa can reprogram computers because that's how you're going to get God of War three on your PS six on Christmas morning. I don't know. It feels a little. It feels a little big. Doesn't feel as big to me as you know Santa having an arrangement with the people at Steam or you know Sony. Like oh, so and so you know that there's a you know any other e-commerce transaction or whatever. I think Santa could make this happen. I don't know that it requires. Super hacking, because then, but then there's all kinds of questions, and there's all kinds of things Santa could be doing that doesn't happen, and you know, like it, then it gets into a, a. I would just rather Santa not rely on magic if he if he 
can avoid it. You know what I mean? How can he not rely? He said, like, are you, are you, hang on. Are you telling me that your version of Santa shops with money? Like, no. He's calling I'm a saying, thing and saying little Jalen. No, I'm saying Santa doesn't have a fucking server farm uh, 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 dynamically pushing out API files at, 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 at you know, 12.01 a.m. on December 25th. I'm saying that there's, there's, there's. It gets into a weird. I don't even wave your fingers and it downloads. Ah, no, no. Besides, that's its own. That's a side. That's a side question. And and maybe I don't want to. I just think in this case, it was more interesting to me for Santa to use the thing that makes the Terminator the Terminator against the Terminator to win. Not having to fire a shot. Not having to find a sparks factory in Encino to trick the Terminator under a giant you know, cruncher machine, but like to rather, you know, I like it more than just waving his fingers and like, Oh, well now you're, now you're a gumdrop robot and your <laughs> objective is to make candy canes. I, uh, that's not a story. There's no story there. That's not a story. That's not a challenge. And if he gets this kid, then it's a whole thing, right? There's a, there's, there's more stakes than just wiggle, wiggle. Then you just, just Dr. Strange shit, right? Oh, I'm just going to bloopity boop. And now you're a thing. no, my Santa's smart. I want this cunning Santa. I want a Santa that only uses the magic when he has to. And in that case, it strikes me, regardless of the scope of that magic, again, this just trying to get the premise straight in my head so I can think about it for next year. Matt, who's our next Santa? This is from Brad Lathspell, who suggests uh, Kringle from the Dresden Files. Uh, I'm going to have to abstain from this one. I don't know what that one is. I've read a lot of those books, but I don't know if I got to the one that involves Santa. That might be in a short story. All right, we'll we'll uh, we'll table that one for unfamiliarity and move on to this one from Margot, which is the Santa from the Nightmare Before Christmas. That Santa, like that Santa, gets got by a by a pumpkin man and a bag of bugs. Yeah, like. That Santa cannot maintain, like, cannot maintain his business. He's a a real paper tiger, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, I mean, I don't think he's as bad as the Santa who just falls off a roof and dies because he got scared by Tim Allen. Um, Although I think a better premise for that movie would have been that uh, Tim Allen turned state's evidence uh, on Santa, like he did in real life. When Tim Allen was uh, a cocaine dealer <laughs> and Penn uh, State's evidence, that's a real thing that happened. That's uh, true. You can always look that up. But like, I think he's probably worse than Scott Calvin, but better than the Santa Scott Calvin kills because he does like he walks into a trap, man. He's he's I'm, oh I don't oh no I think come on you you really you think Tim Allen in the Santa Claus is better than the Santa from the Nightmare Before Christmas who at least arranges a Christmas accord with Halloween I, there's at least some statesmanship at the end there look I we're we're our judgment of the Santas is is nebulous we don't have a list like a rubric of criteria but I will say I do think if the pumpkin head what's the guy's name jack jack skellington jack skellington yeah i think if jack skellington came at tim burton there was a ruthlessness or not tim burton at tim allen uh, there is a ruthlessness to scott calvin that like he would handle his business 
like like Marlo at the end of uh, The Wire, bleeding from one arm, standing on a snow-covered corner. Well, <laughs> you would be sending. Hang on, hang on, hang on. My name is my name. Ho, ho, ho. I think, Chris, you're forgetting what happens in which uh, was it the Santa Claus three, the one where Martin Short wow. is Jack Frost, who like does a bunch of also legalese to like do like a bunch of backdoor shenanigans to make him stop being Santa Claus, Wait, back, like back backdoor shenanigans. Yeah, that's right. That's like, a different like, Santa. Like that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I uh, let me say legal mumbo jumbo. Does, does Jack does Jack Frost eat ass? I mean, Martin Short does play him pretty saucy. Having been on Tumblr when Rise of the Guardians came out, I can assure you, yes, he does. <laughs> Matt, you're talking about you're talking about Jack Frost is played by Martin Short. There is a sinisterness and a cunning to Martin Short. I refer you to the film Clifford. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I refer you to uh, 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 Inherent Vice. Yeah, there is a, like, Jack, Jack Skellington's no Martin Short. That's all I'm saying. I, I think I'm with Fraction on this. I think the Santa from this uh, Nightmare for, Before Christmas will go at number seven instead of number eight. And I'm Between- I'm expecting that there's going to be a bunch more. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a particularly high-ranking Santa, but I think we're we're definitely this feels like the bottom five percent from like seven, eight, nine. It's a, it's a pretty grim list down there. I I think he, I th- also agree that he goes before uh, Tim Allen because another thing about Santa Claus Santa that we haven't discussed is like he doesn't even want to be Santa. Even by those later movies, he doesn't want to be Santa. Yeah, thumbs down. He he keeps wanting to go back to his old life before he was Santa. Yeah, eat shit, Tim Allen. Yeah. Or Scott Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> Either, both. Here's a suggestion from Gossett. The Santa from The Night the Reindeer Died bit in Scrooged. That's a Santa with... with that's a story within a story. That's that's going that's going pretty deep down a rabbit hole. Yeah. It is basically what Violent Night is. <laughs> <laughs> like if Lee Majors and Santa were the same character in the Night the Reindeer Died, you would basically have Violent Night. Yeah, I mean the whole uh, it's basically like a James Bond movie poster, right? The way that they advertise that. Yeah, but you know, also it occurs to me if he should be tied for seventh, because these are both Santas that got knocked off their game by some garden variety a pumpkin man and a bag of bugs uh, shake Santa from control of, of, of Christmas versus uh, terrorists seizing Santa's workshop. I mean, come on, Santa. You don't even have, like, uh, security cameras? You're Santa. I, I feel I mean, that it's a pretty low-ranking I would say it's a pretty low-ranking Santa. I would say I, he I, probably doesn't have security cameras because he can see you when you're sleeping and knows when you're awake already. You would think, him. and yet he doesn't know that he's about to get overrun by a by a goon squad. That's true. That that does not speak that well. True. Of yeah. The Santa eyes I eyes eyes on the prize, especially on Christmas Eve. Uh, I'm going to put him below Nightmare Before Christmas Santa, one spot below the new number eight. What? Chris thoughts. I think that's fine. All right. Santa from 
the night the reindeer died goes at the new number eight. I will probably never watch that movie again. Scrooged? Scrooged? Yeah. Yeah. Is it because Bill Murray wears eyeliner? There is someone who lives in this house, who is not me, who truly despises Bill Murray. To a shocking degree. All right. I mean, those those feelings have been borne out this year, 2022. Uh, I have to, I have to admit. Oh yeah, yeah. D- d- don't worry. I, I've heard I've heard about how someone who lives in this house was right all along. Uh, here's this. Here's the next suggestion from Roused Hour 92. Uh, Santa Claus, star of the hit feature film Detective Crashmore. From I think you should leave. That's a, that's a pretty good Santa. I like that yeah. Santa. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's a pretty bad Santa. I, he's a shrewd businessman. He's a shrewd businessman because he got his he got paid two mil for this movie, which means <laughs> that that's his rate. <laughs> which <All right>. means <laughs> the next movie he does. They gotta pay him the two mil, even if he does a bad job. There's, I say new, new number five, bare minimum new number five. Th- there is no reason for that sketch to be as funny as it is. <laughs> I had new number four. It's so it's very good. Yeah. Uh, I like that gun. I would say, I would say <laughs> that's the better of the Netflix Santas. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Santa in Detective Crashmore. He doesn't want uh, AOL Buzz to ask him about Christmas. The, he told them, "Don't ask him about Christmas at all." That's why nobody watches AOL Buzz. <laughs> Remember when we used to work for AOL, Matt? I, I do. I sure do. A wild time. A wild, wild time. Uh, this is an important one. For oh, hang on, hang Josh on. Real, can I jump in real fast before we do another one? Chris, here's the thing. Yeah. He's just going to then Santa magic everybody, and there's no movie. There's no story. <laughs> Gee, that's I, I mean, that's like saying, like, like Gandalf shouldn't use Gandalf. It's like, it's like, it's like it's Santa, Santa magic, Santa magic, Santa magic, Santa magic. It's not a, it gets boring. Nobody likes it. That's it, it, not it's, good. It's got to, there's, you, uh, it's fine when you use it, but in that moment, I I think my pitch is better than just Santa Magic. Now you're a candy cane robot. Right now, you you are you are like one of the people that says Superman is boring. That is unbelievable. No, I am the guy that says Superman doesn't throw a punch unless he needs to. Superman doesn't throw a punch unless he needs to. And in that instant, yeah. Santa doesn't need to. That's, I'm not. And I'm not he converts. I, I can't believe you hate Santa. It's insane. That you don't want Santa to convince children who don't believe him, and you don't want Santa to convince children who don't believe in him that he's real while defeating the Terminator? I'm shocked. You're, you're shocked about to not have a next year's Christmas special. <laughs> Somebody got a you got a case of Grinch nineteen this year. I don't know what is up. This is I'm shocked. Maybe, maybe the Grinch at the end of the movie when he loves Christmas. Like Scrooge. Oh, oh! I thought that was like a weird threat. I was like, wait, that, he's good at the end. I don't understand. I was tracking that through. My head. You I'm said like it like it was a like it was a threat. It's the end of the movie. Yeah, I didn't mean to sound threatening. 
Do we, uh, we ever talk about wh- where does the uh, Grinch steal Christmas from? Uh, Whoville. Yeah, that's right. And what is Horton here? He hears a who. That's right. From? F- Whoville. From... Whoville. It's the same. It's the extended Seuss of the Seuss of the Seussiverse. Uh, the who that Horton hears lives in the Whoville from which the Grinch stole Christmas. So, so do you think that Horton then is extremely large or are the who's and therefore the Grinch, like, um, like a micronaut situation? Yeah, no, they're like, micro- I think they're like micronauts. Okay. So do you think since they have Christmas that there was a separate micro Jesus that came to yes. the who's and was yes. crucified by Pontius? Yes. It, it was, it was, it was, it was character name. It was Baron Carza's son, Jeff Jeff Carza. Who has that license right now? We can we can pitch this. This is a good story. One of my favorite Venture Brothers jokes is the guy that talks like Sean Connery, and I don't remember what the premise is or why. But at one point, he just says Micronauts. <laughs> you just imagine Sean Connery saying Micronauts. It. I think about it maybe once every two weeks, and it makes me laugh for no reason at all. People think I'm nuts. <laughs> hey, how many pieces of cake or pie is too many pieces of cake or pie for me to order right now? Because I want like a little dessert, but I can't make up my mind. So I, mean, I have it's- three pieces of cake and a piece of pie up in this DoorDash cart, and I'm thinking you about are- it and continue. You are currently doing a once-a-year Christmas tradition – and that means that you can have as much pie as you want. Because it's the holidays. It's the holidays. And on the holidays, we're, we're on, on Christmas, you tell the truth. Which is not a thing, I don't think. At least not in America. I don't know if it's a thing in England with on, Walking on Dead. Christmas, you tell the truth. In England with the Walking Dead? Do you mean Boxing Day? What are you talking well, about? I mean, did, you just have a, I mean, did I just have Andrew a... Wink- that's a thing in Love Actually. Yeah, it's a thing where Walking Dead shows up in Love Actually. Uh, uh, Andrew Lincoln. Uh, uh, okay. okay. All right. And the truth is, you want three pieces of pie. So that's what I say. I think I got one pie, three cake. Sorry, I'm going to lose one of the cakes. And then I'll just sort of... Alright, so here's a three cake. Uh, milk chocolate hazelnut cake. Diplomat cake. Which is like a vanilla and vanilla custard, very vanilla. It's yellow just cake been cake. revoked. Diplomatic cake. See, it's the end of Lethal Weapon too. But the guy thinks the cake protects him from Riggs and Murtaugh, but it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> uh, chocolate ras- chocolate raspberry cake. What's which? That's, which one? I think it's one of the two chocolates should go away. And then there's a chocolate pecan pie, which that's the slice. What is I mean, diplomatic? Chocolate hazelnut di- sounds great. Diplomat cake is vanilla cake, vanilla custard, vanilla buttercream, and puff pastry. Okay, you're definitely getting that one. That sounds great. Yeah. I so think it's down to the two. The hazelnut? Chocolate hazelnut. Yeah, get, rid of the red. Get, get the chocolate hazelnut, because that's also very Christmassy, I think. Yeah. No, very true. Very true. All right, Matt, who do we got? Who's next on our list? We're, we're almost at the, at, the 12, at the 12 mark, which is a very Christmassy number. Uh, this is from Josh Dangit who is different from Josh S, which is more than one Josh. North, the tattooed Russian Santa from Rise of the Guardians. Fucking rules. Pretty great. However, voiced voiced, voiced by... We we don't need to talk about that. 
We don't need to talk about the voice. Just saying. That is Cast legitimately one of my favorite Santa designs of all time, and also like one of my favorite Santa presentations of all time. Uh, like he's got two swords. He's got two swords. He's got two swords. and cool tattoos. Yeah, and the eyes of a child with which he sees the wonder of the world. I, first of all, I love that movie, even though it's an Easter movie, which is weird. It's very weird that that is an Easter movie and not a Christmas movie. But that is a great Santa design. I wanted an action figure of that Santa so badly, and I could never. Like, I don't think they made one, which was ridiculous. Uh, there was a um, like Happy Meal toy. There was a there was a fast food joint that had them in the kids' meals because my kids yeah. had a, had a, like nineteen tooth fairies or something. I think I, I think I got that one, but I wanted like a like a full like right. Marvel. Yeah, I think there's. Oh, 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 you want like a Todd McFarlane eighty five points of articulation? Yeah, I, I want to have to Malaysian go to the toy store and get this guy. Yeah, yeah. Log into the old BBTS account. I hear you. Put it in the pile of loot. Yep. Wait for it. Exactly. Exactly. I I want my like. I see so many ads on um, like like on Instagram and and on the bad website. Uh, which good job getting out of that one way early. Fraction. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm coming up on my quitiversary. I think I don't remember. It was right around this time of year. You you called that. That was a cold shot. Talk about going back like through time, uh, but uh, I get so many ads for like action figures that cost like one hundred and sixty dollars, and I'm like, at a certain point, these aren't action figures anymore. There's got to be a a different name. I feel like once they're once you're in the three digit prices, I, I, I quit Twitter on December tenth, twenty fourteen, and I just opened this. This is the first time I have. Uh, and uh, what's happening? Heat at rockets. Milf Manor. Transgender. Major announcement, Soros. Yeah, you know what? I don't fucking miss Twitter at all. Yeah, for the best. It got a lot worse. Yeah, don't. That's, uh, that's, what, that's what I hear. That's what it I got hear. a lot worse, and then it got a tiny little bit better, and then it got worse again. It, yeah, it <clears> got a tiny little bit better for a very short period of time, and then it got much worse, and is getting worse and worse as we go. Like by the minute, um, I would like I would put him pretty high. I would put North pretty high. Nicholas Saint North is uh, is that character's uh, name, by the way. I would I, I I mean number three. I well, Klaus has a cool wolf. He's got a little white dog, like I do. And that's that's I like I like seeing Santa with that little white dog, like my little white dog that I have. Although Biscuit, do not put Biscuit in charge of Christmas. She would drop that ball pretty hard. But I do think, I do think, I, mm, Detective Crashmore Santa's pretty good. He's got his rate established. It's two million. Uh, It's his rate. Yeah. You gotta pay him another two mil. And like. Even if he does a bad job. (laughs) It's right. Even if he does a bad job. Uh, I would say, yeah, I would put him at number three. I love that Santa design. Okay. Not without its unfortunate flaws. But a, a, great, a great Santa. Fraction, uh, thoughts, disputes? Uh, my kids really like that movie. Uh, it's interesting. 
because uh, I think that Santa feels so kind of ripped off now. It's kind of straight up the Violent Night Santa. I think you could even, I think it even predates Claws. The the you know what I mean. But that's sort of, I might be wrong about that. But it, 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 it's yeah. it's one of those things where like it may have inspired a kind of wave of Santa and like, like in the same way, I don't ever feel compelled to listen to Nevermind again. Uh, doesn't mean that I don't understand what Nevermind wrought on the world. Easier Actually, when Alec Baldwin wasn't um, Alec Baldwin, but uh, you know, uh, I, wherever you're, wherever you're comfy, I, I, I let, uh, wherever you're happy, wherever you're into it, it's fine. I'm good. I think we can put it at number three, but I, I do agree that, Action Santa is increasingly becoming like a trope. Yeah. Although, um, although I, I haven't gotten tired of it yet. But he's also like an action Santa with like a a, a good heart to it. Yeah. 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 I don't know if we're going to get to Netflix Kurt Russell Santa, but um, that is certainly. Uh, that I would have to. I have to. I have a conflict of interest and I would have to. Uh, renounce yeah. myself from from that. Um, okay, so but Chris, so like if uh, Gregory Rasputin from like Hellboy, right? The evil Nazi magician comes to get Santa using evil Nazi magic, Mike Mignola Nazi magic. Then Santa using Santa magic in response feels proportionate, feels appropriate, right? It feels like oh, it's a magic on magic battle that could get really interesting. It could be. You know, it could be all kinds of uh, one-upmanship and, and cleverness, but like, if it's the Terminator and he does it, it just—it's just, you know, just because you have an A-bomb, you don't have to use it. You can sometimes you don't even have to bring the gun. You know, Jim Gordon drops the gun and goes in the building to talk to the schizophrenic guy and saves the day. I just—I just don't think Santa needs to use Santa magic against a Terminator. That's all. That's all. You don't. You, and if you okay. can make if you can make it if you can make an unbeliever believe through the virtue of that, like that's just gravy on the as gravy on the on the on the diplomat cake, baby. Christmas First gravy, aka frosting. How, how dare you? How dare you quote quote the scriptures to me about Jim Gordon dropping the gun? Uh, but but also but also, I just don't see how. He he's a he is a creature of Santa magic. Like he's he is yes. the embodiment yes. of Christmas. Everything he does is going to involve Christmas magic. Like that's all I'm saying. Okay, all right. Have you ever been to the Have you ever been to the circus? I have been to the circus. Yes. All right. So you get the circus. It starts with I don't know maybe some clowns, right? Yeah. And then after the clowns, there's maybe some acrobats, and then there's like elephants. And then there's juggling, and then there's and then there's this and there's that, and then it ends with the lions, and the lion tamer, and the lion is tamed, and all that stuff. If you go to the circus and it's just ten lion acts, by the end you're going to be fucking tired of lion acts. How many lions do you see where you're like, I could get bored of this? I'm saying, if I go to a circus and it's just lions, it's like those, it's like the Captain Crunch. It's just the Crunch Berries. What? What? No, I don't. No, that's not. It's too much. It's too much. I also, also I, if, I, he, if you're busting out Santa magic on the Terminator right away, in the hypothetical, do I have the premise right so I can think about this for a literal calendar year? 
you're like, oh, Santa magic. Like, you're just going to say that for everything. Who wouldn't Santa use Santa magic against, I ask you? It's not like going to the circus. You're you're talking about going to the circus and seeing Just Lions. What what you're talking about is going to a Jackie Chan movie where he doesn't get in any fights. You also said a crunch, like a Captain Crunch that's just crunch berries. Like, that's not a cereal. It is. It is a it's cereal t- that exists. Yeah, I'm saying there's a reason that nobody likes it. They're like, ah, it's too many Crunch Bears. <laughs> I remember you, you yourself. I remember going to Heroes Con, whatever uh-huh. year it was. That uh, I, I think it was the the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out, and oh, you strange, said you strange metric. You asked me if I had seen it, and I said no. And you said, Chow Yun-Fat's in it. And I said, okay. And you said, do you know how many asses he kicks in that movie? Zero. And I mm-hmm. knew that that was not a movie for me. Much like, yeah. much like Comedy Bang Bang, not for me. I'm just saying. Do you, do you find, okay, if this was the only one of all, if the only thing we're doing is writing Santa Claus versus Terminator, I get the point. But I'm saying, if we're each going to come with a list of, like, seven assassins that are coming for Santa, five assassins, we have a, a plethora, Kyle Starks is in this shit, 20 assassins altogether, if the answer to every one is Santa magic, it's going to bite. Santa magic can be so many different things, though. It's it's how, it's, it's how you, uh, like, apply the Santa magic. It's like, it's, it's, I mean, it's, again, it's like, it's. Like saying I don't want to see Superman fly in this one. No. Why didn't Superman no. why didn't Superman on the ground for this? Look, don't you JMS me. This is not what that is at all. I'm saying <laughs> wouldn't it be fun to see Santa out it's not all it's just I think I think okay. a multivalent okay. response to this League of Assassins is only appropriate. Otherwise, no one would ever come after Santa because he's just gonna Santa Magic you. Also, how Santa Magic Santa Magic if you can fall off a fucking roof? So maybe okay, we'll we'll have to circle back to this because maybe I'm misunderstanding what you how you want this Santa versus Terminator thing to go down. I, although the thing that you said there that made me think there's maybe a misunderstanding here is that there's so many different uses of Santa magic. Like yeah, sure, I got you. Like like uh, okay, here you do, you do it. Santa versus Terminator, go. Think or think would, about it. I, I don't would, put you on the spot. I'm not trying to make it, but like, like think about it. Give me a give me a satisfying uh, uh, Santa magic Santa versus Terminator. I would say that what happens is that the Terminator, uh, uh, like, becomes Santa, like usurps Santa's power. Like Santa's like fine to save lives, to save the lives of the future. I will I will give up my Santa power to you, but then the Terminator. Would no longer have like again. It would overwrite the objectives. the ter- The Terminator would then want to to bring toys to all the good children of the world. Isn't that just the ending you know, of All Star Superman, but with Santa Claus? Yeah, and <laughs> just, that's not a problem. Okay. Here, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Let, let's go back to the list, and I'll. I'll I'm. I'm sorry to derail it. I just keep. I just can't get my head around this premise that you find it unsatisfying that Santa uses a child's disbelief 
as 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 the thing that not only saves Christmas, saves the future, but turns a child into a believer. I'm just trying to get my head around that. All right, come sorry, keep going. Next Santa, next Santa, who's up? Okay, Michael Haida has this one for us, and Michael says Santa Claus, but what they mean is actually Father Christmas from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which I find to be one standard length of Santa. Like, not the focus of that story. Shows up as a symbol that Christmas is back. And does, like, the most baseline Santa stuff. Like, the most average Santa. He gives those children swords, right? <laughs> he does do that. Okay, that's a little better than yeah, average That Santa. kicks ass. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. good. That's pretty good. I, I mean, like, that's, I mean, that's what, but to what you were saying, that that is what Santa does. Yes, I, well, he doesn't give them all swords. He gives, I, mean, I guess he gives all the kids weapons, uh, but then he gives some other gifts as well. And Edmund gets a gift that is not revealed. Chlamydia. <laughs> Lewis was like, I gotta keep one in the, <laughs> yes, he gives him chlamydia, because he's like, I gotta keep one, keep one secret. Mm. <laughs> of course, notes. For the last Narnia book, The Itchy Apprentice, were discovered. <laughs> and, and thank God it wouldn't turn into a Brian Herbert situation. I don't that's know. Right. I mean, yeah. I look, the swords is good. At least that Santa gives gifts. So I think that puts him at least between eight and nine. I would say bare minimum. Santa's nine through 12 here are incapable of actually performing their Santa Lee duties. Correct. Yes. So giving out swords is absolutely kick-ass. I would, I would say somewhere above nine. I, I want to say like dead, dead center of the list. So that, that, would, be, that would be at number at seven. Yeah. Then, which is where Paul F. Tompkins currently is. Yeah. I, I think right in the middle is where Father Christmas Narnia's Father Christmas guess. Without objection. I'm 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 I agree with uh both your ranking and your reasoning, Matt. So Father Christmas Narnia is at number seven. Uh any further discussion before the next Santa? Not let, no, roll, roll on roll on. Roll on. Yeah. Uh come on, Matt, chop you, chop. You, we don't got out all night to dick around. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Keep, I've, stay I've really focused. Stay focused, man. Stay on track. Come on. Uh, this is from Patrick Od on the Discord. The demonic Santa from Santa's Sleigh, as portrayed by Bill Goldberg. What one of the earliest action Santas? Uh, okay, but ooh, he's ooh, also ooh, my a cake is here. My cake is here. Okay, uh, go, go get your cake, Matt. Matt and I will discuss that movie. Okay. These, these headphones. These headphones are wireless. Don't worry about it. I remember that movie being better than we expected it to be, Matt. It's still not, it's not good. It's not good, but I remember that movie like that that is a Santa who was like like being Santa is his punishment. Like he has to has to work off his crimes by by delivering toys to all the good children of the world. The, as I recall, the Santa of Santa's sleigh 
is forced into is actually a demon who is forced into being Santa by losing a bet with an angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, he, did they, did, was the bet, I, I bet you can't suck your own dick? <laughs> Do you uh, think the casting director of that movie was like, give me Goldberg! That bet uh, was probably in the unrated version of the movie, Fraction. I think by the end of that movie, he sort of accepts being Santa to a degree. But he is also a murderer. No, he's like a like a super murderer. He's like a like a like a slasher movie villain. Yes, and if he wasn't Bill Goldberg, he would one of his murders would be a hate crime. That's true. Because he murders a Jewish deli owner with a menorah. Jesus um, Christ. Tell, tell, tell you what though, you get away with that because he's Bill Goldberg. Tell you what, though, um, fucking uh, businessman Scott Calvin could not would would not last a second. That shit would be like d- Nitro in '98. <laughs> You're saying Scott Calvin would be the Hugh Morris? He he'd oh. be Glacier. He wouldn't even get his helmet off. <laughs> oh wait a second! If if this. Here's, uh, I might have my first, oh, well, I guess we should rank this guy. I haven't seen it. Um, I like Goldberg, but uh, you guys, I don't, I don't know. You're going to have to, does he give anybody he's, any he's, presents or does he just kick ass? Uh, I can't remember. I mean, he, he has historically given people presents because that is his, that's like, he has been Santa Claus. It's just that it is his, his punishment. Yeah. He is he, forced into giving the toys to all the children. And, and he does a lot of murders. So, oh, but that's right. Because this movie came out in 2005. He had to deliver presents for a thousand years, starting in 1005. Right, right. And then, starting in 2005, he was allowed to kill again. So he delivered presents for a thousand years. Dutifully. And then... When his contract was up, he started doing murders. That's that sucks though because that's the like that's the last Christmas before the release of the Nintendo Wii. Mm, yeah, so, <laughs> that would have been a big year for him. You know, I got a, I had a like Violent Night. I wanted it to be better. I really wanted it to be better, and and. If it's sort of, it's never better than the trailer. I was sort of watching it and trying to think, like this idea of, of you know, because you kind of get a little bit of his backstory and kind of get the you know see him as he was the sort of you know the berserker he kind of used to be before being Santa. And I think the idea of him being of, of Santa Claus being a punishment or whatever to this kind of you know to Nicholas the Red or whatever is an interesting idea, but like instead of the kids being, oh, this kid really needs, you know, Christmas and, 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 and she's on the good list and all that stuff. Like there would have been an interesting twist if the whole, if it would have been like if Santa Claus, if like the whole family would have been like the families from succession and they're all monsters and Santa has to give them their, for whatever, like it just is part of the thing. And like, there's a terrible person. 
uh, but hey, they gave uh, $4.3 billion to charity. It, it Demonstratively, they have been more charitable than anyone else on earth this year. They're on the good list, right? Uh, but they are they're pricks and the like but if if like the thing had been that like the curse would break or change or whatever if like he could give not because it was like reward for good behavior or punishment for bad behavior but because he himself genuinely was into selfless giving like the the, the joy was in giving the thing not hey you've earned this buddy uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm kind of poorly articulating it, I guess, but it felt like there was something interesting they could have done with the idea of Santa dumb being a curse. It sounds like this movie kind of fumbles it a little bit too, where it's just you're in a thousand year penalty box and not murdering people. Now you can murder people again. And also you're still Santa. Is that the premise? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. The, you have officially thought more about the plot of Santa's sleigh than the, Writers of Santa Slay. Uh, um, I, you guys, you guys want some cake and pie review real fast? Yeah, yeah. let's hear it. Uh, chocolate pecan, th- thumbs down. Uh, diplomat cake, thumbs down. Uh, chocolate real hazelnut, down. big fat thumbs up. Well, I'm glad we recommended the chocolate hazelnut then. Yeah, you guys say, really saved me there. This would have been a this would have been a Christmas bummer. I'm surprised that diplomat cake seems like pretty tough to fuck up. Yeah, it's um, but and yet they did. Yeah, it's got like a layer of like pie crust. It's very strange. Not what I I don't want to offend any of our Canadian listeners, but I can understand how they would mess up chocolate pecan pie. Yeah, it's almost I, I, I. It's almost like I ordered the wrong thing. Like it's it's like a weird flourless. There's no evidence of pecan anywhere. Um. Yeah. I wonder if I clicked the wrong button or something. I think Bill Goldberg and Santa Slay goes at number 12. I think that's a good place for him. That that puts him between uh, Santa from The Night Ranger Died and Scott Calvin. Uh, which I think, again, purely because that dude could kick Scott Calvin's ass. He, he definitely could, yeah. Scott Calvin would just, like, tell, if he showed up, Scott Calvin would just be like, here, you be Santa. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah, dude, whatever they sent me, it was not fucking chocolate pecan pie. There's like zero pecans on this fucking pie. Man, um, oh, DoorDash is going to get it tonight. Uh, the only thing that bothers right, me, Scott Calvin is a cool name. Is there a, something, someone named Scott Calvin or a superhero or something? Doesn't that sound like a, Scott Calvin's a cool name? That's just a good name. It sounds like some kind of fucking white bread superhero to me. I don't know. It sounds like what is it's, it? Is it anything? Is that anything? You know, you know the 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 Tom Sharpling joke about names that sound like they're the names of characters Elvis plays in a movie. Oh, um, that's that's true. what it sounds like to me. Hey, um, I think I think it's truly wild that they named they gave that character the last name that John Calvin also has. Is he named for theologian John Calvin? I mean, when when I watch the Santa Claus with an E, I do feel like I am a sinner in the hands of an angry god. So <laughs> maybe that's the connection. Are we ready for our next Santa? I'm ready. Uh, open up the bottom of the list. Okay, uh, all right. Because this one is from a po- the poster called Fate. 
military contractor Santa Fat Man as played by Mel Gibson. Didn't see it. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't say for sure. I bet I, it I, fucking I, sucks. What is yeah. it? What is that? What, what even is that? It is it is the movie where Mel Gibson plays Santa. The, the relatively recent film. So this is like current Mel Gibson. 2020 is when that movie came. Yeah. What was it called? Fat, Fat Man. Man. Wow. It's as if we hadn't all suffered enough that year. Oh, finally, finally a... Wow. I'm not even... Okay. Ugh. Well, they can't be mad at me because there are already Jews in this movie. It's I'm Santa. Why would it? Uh, it's fine. Says Mel Gibson. Yeah, that was my Mel Gibson impression. I, yeah, I, I'm assuming that is dead accurate. That is what I assume the movie is for sure. It's it is sad that Walton Goggins is in that movie. Walton, you could do better. You know, right, listen, sometimes right, Walton Goggins got to eat. Righteous sure. Jones uh, can buy a deck, but it can't buy a house to put that deck on. <laughs> uh, man, he's. I'm so legitimately still angry at the character of Shane Vendrell that if I ever met Walton Goggins, I would have trouble holding my tongue. It's true. It was powerful. It's so powerful. weird. It's a weird thing. It's a very weird thing. Anytime I see him in anything else, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's motherfucking Shane Vendrell. Mm. I, I have asked multiple people since I live in Minneapolis. I'm very curious to know what people who have not lived in a Carolina, as <laughs> all three of us have, what their experience of watching Righteous Gemstones is like. So I'm always trying to get people to watch it. And oh, the right, way right. My, my first tactic for trying to sell people on it is I say, Walton Goggins plays a character named Uncle Baby Billy. <laughs> yeah. Does it work? I, so far, about 50-50. Okay. Uh, I um, told maybe half a dozen to a dozen Canadians about the Waffle House jukebox and the miracle of the Waffle House jukebox at Christmas. And I started to sing the Waffle House songs on the Waffle House jukebox to them. They all, I could tell they all thought I was just making it up and stop. was literally talking yesterday about how that is a thing I miss at Christmas time. Is going to the Waffle House and listening to all the Christmas songs in the Waffle House and having a piece of pie and hot chocolate. I almost got shot in Waffle House on Christmas Eve, and I, it, it, I said that like I was about to start singing again. Um, and yes, I don't, and I was telling that story, and then talking about the jukebox, and started to sing "Special Lady Waiting for Me at the Waffle House" and the the twelve Waffle House nights of Christmas, and the, the, I could tell they were just humoring me because I'm the executive producer. Uh, a thing that I, I realized last night while I was playing Dungeons and Dragons um, with uh, some friends of ours was that uh, Castlevania and Waffle House have the exact same number of letters. Wow. Oh, just... have, have you seen the uh, Castlevania logo in the Cracker Barrel logo? Yes, I have. That's what got us talking about it. Yeah. Because uh, that is, like Castlevania in the Cracker Barrel logo font is such a narrow cast joke to me. Yeah, boy. Also, I don't know what I would rather see the Castlevania... Castlevania as the Waffle House logo, or Waffle House as the Castlevania logo? Porque no los dos? Both pretty good. Both pretty good. Back to Righteous Gemstones for a second. I don't think anyone could have laughed louder than me at Judy Gemstones saying, they're from Asheville. (laughs) 
Oh, the only the only thing that would have made that better is like they're from East Spencer. You know what I mean? Like that's just such a micro specific. <laughs> um, hey, can I can I pitch my first Santa of the night? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, 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 I would I would pitch uh, the character of Harry Stadling from uh, Christmas Evil nineteen uh, Lewis Jackson's nineteen eighty horror film. He's the toy factory worker who is mentally scarred as a child by seeing his father dressed up as Santa Claus going down on his mother under the Christmas tree, uh, that he had a sort of psychotic break and over the course of the movie, um, becomes a murdering Santa and his brother realizes that, Oh no, it's my mentally ill Santa obsessed brother that's killing people. And there's a, a mob. Have you guys seen this movie? I have not. And anyway, it's a thing and it's, you know, kind of like Frankenstein only if Frankenstein was a, you know, obsessed with santa and then though at the end as the mob is chasing him down and and uh, he he crashes his van uh, over the side of a bridge and his brother's convinced is is you know that he's that he's dead um the van flies off into the night and you hear ho 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 i haven't seen this movie but i know its reputation yeah yeah because i know it got banned during the video nasties it's uh did it it's it, i mean it's it's pretty tame all things considered yeah. um uh it's not like silent night deadly night which is you know like it's it's but it's it is a special kind of gnarly it is a it is a real gritty grimy i don't even know where the fuck they shot it but anyway i it, it, but at the end it turns out he's santa I mean, he'd have to be real low on the list i think but i just so, so- so as, someone, as someone with a genuine, non-ironic interest in Christmas horror films, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that one. D- d- no, l- let's rank him. So he is an <laughs> actual Santa, like not a not just a guy dressed as Santa. Well, he is. Well, this is the thing: is you spend the whole movie thinking he's just a guy dressed as Santa, but he behaves as Santa. He keeps a list of naughty and nice. Uh, he gives out some toys to people. He he works in a toy factory. Um, uh, but then it, it, it sort of all goes wrong and people start dying and, and then it's, it's just like, oh, he's uh, mentally ill and he's, you know, uh, uh, finally begun harming people. And, but at the same time, but, but, and you think it's about this guy who's just mentally ill, but then at the end he turns into Santa and flies away. That's wild. Yeah, it, it is, it is like, it is a Christmas slasher by way of Frankenstein. I used to post a gif uh, every year of, uh, of, a, of a guy like scratching his chin uh, uh, with great concern by, a, by, a, by a, a car door. And out of that car door window, uh, Santa fist comes and punches him in the face. That's from Christmas Evil. I, I think we could put him on the list, Matt. Where do, where do you want him to go? Oh, man. Well, he does. He gives out gifts. He keeps a naughty nice list. We see the Santa from the night the reindeer died making gifts. We don't see him. I don't know. Maybe he gives. I don't remember if he gives Lee Majors a rocket launcher or something. You know what? I, I would if, if, if I would ask to put him at number 12. Above uh, above Goldberg. Uh, I believe that Brandon Magger uh, walked so that Goldberg could fly. All right. That's where he'll go at number 12. Here's the next one. 
from our Discord. Uh, and it is uh, from Reed Strong, Robot Santa from Futurama. Uh, as played uh, by John Goodman. Originally by John Goodman. But then they couldn't get John Goodman back. So he had to be revoiced in later appearances by uh, the voice of Bender. John, uh, John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio, yeah. 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 As far as like evil mean Santas go, like I don't I don't hate the premise of this Santa. Which is that he was like created to be a robot Santa, but just, you know, decided everyone was naughty and became like a tyrannical robot overlord. Like that's that's an acceptable You could premise. say like a Terminator, like if a Terminator became Santa. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Yeah, Interesting how becoming that. Santa didn't override the programming. Hmm. Not a lot of Christmas magic hmm. in that story, I guess. Hmm. So here uh-huh. Well, is it the wait, the Futurama idea is that there wasn't a real Santa, but then this robot s- started to believe it was Santa. Well, the ro- the, right? I believe the robot was created to be Santa. Right? Okay. Did the did the robot ever perf- did the robot ever perform Santa Lee duties? It was intended to, but I, I think I mean a- after they uh a- after they that initial encounter like they fix him, right? Uh, I, I boy, I really don't remember. I've seen all those episodes. Look, and I, I sure don't remember. Yeah, it's it's been a hot minute for me as well. I don't particularly care for Futurama. I think that episode really? about the dog is bad, actually. Yeah, it's it's not my favorite. That's for sure. Yeah. Anybody, anybody can give you a sad dog and make you feel bad. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I think it's better than that, but, you know, if you don't get Comedy Bang Bang, I can't expect you're going to get Futurama. <laughs> it's just the, everything. Look, um, I say this. Here's a question. Okay, all right. So here, 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 here. Uh, okay, okay, go ahead. Bob, all sorry. right. No, please. No, no, please. I was a bad a bad guest. I apologize. After you. I'm just, I'm just saying the the bits do go on. That's all. Okay. Here's 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 what it actually is. Here's the minute ninety six of the every Santa ever. Uh-huh. Look, I know, here's, I know. Okay, okay. Right, you're reading Futurama. Okay, he was intended to be Santa. He was intended to give presents to nice children, but he was programmed with standards that were too high so because of that he judges everyone naughty and i don't think he ever got fixed i'm pretty sure in every appearance he was violent santa who wants to kill every naughty person and he deems everyone naughty okay that is the deal with futurama robot santa okay so it's a little, a little bit like, uh, like heaven on uh, the good place. A little bit like that, yes, yes. The precursor to the good place is heaven. It sounds like a Santa. I, it sounds like a Santa simulation. Yeah, I think it's a funny gag. Yeah, but not a great Santa. Do do does okay. 
if he is the Santa of this particular universe, does like do we rank him or do we not rank him because he is a false Santa? I think he. I mean, if look, if we're counting, we've disqualified people for being false Santa. If, listen, if Dan Aykroyd is Santa eating a raw steak at trading places doesn't count as Santa. I mean, maybe Robot Santa from Futurama shouldn't count either. I I think if we're counting Bill Goldberg and but he, Harry but he is Santa. He is a thousand-year-old gift giver on Christmas. He's Okay, he's not St. Nicholas. No, he's you not don't have Chris to be St. Nicholas to be Santa. He's, he's not Chris Kringle. He's a robot that was built by a company. Yeah. And called Santa. Yeah. So, I guess we could disqualify him if, I, if we so choose. I, I mean, like, I don't know. I, that, I'm legitimately asking, because he is the the Santa of this universe, as far as we know. Like, there's no, like, real Santa. Well, no, but then the, they... Can I make a suggestion? What if we have a, a, a sub-list of false Santas that we will rank as a as a follow-up? We could put Futurama Santa, we could put Dan Aykroyd from Training we Places. We can put. The, we don't have you know, the, that the, much time left. Uh, like, <laughs> like before okay. the before the heat death of the sun. Uh, that's probably true. <laughs> before uh, we're out of time for the episode, we can't go. We can't go four hours. Uh, What's the longest sure, one of these I, we've ever done? Okay. Probably the Die Hard commentary. One of the commentaries. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably. I'm. I'm making the sublist of, of <laughs> fake Santas. Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places. I'm I'm putting him as number one for now. Sure, sure. Placeholder only. A- alphabetical. Yeah. Can't, uh, can't believe I got Huey Lewis again on Christmas. <laughs> uh, Robot Santa above or below Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places. So we are ranking them. I just, I don't know, just, 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 this is just a, a catch-all. This is, uh, you know, after, let's Robot Santa R comes after A, so a second. Okay, he'll be number two. And who? There's another one that we didn't do. Oh, uh, uh, somebody submitted one. It was really early. Uh, I'll go back and find it. Okay, hang on one second. So, okay, so Chris, how about this? Yeah. Uh, the predator is coming for Santa. Again, this is a hypothetical. I would never okay. pick Predator. Especially because what I'm about to do is super hacky, but I think you'll get it, right? Okay. And Predator's coming, uh-huh. and it's basically the Predator thing. The whole third act of Predator. How does Dutch beat the Predator? He realizes it's heat-seeking, right? Covers himself uh, 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 in mud. But this Santa would cover himself in snow right. and then, you know, go at him with like sharpened candy canes and, you know, have a big brawling mega fight uh, uh, with Predator on Predator's terms. Could Santa have just used Santa magic and turned the, you know, uh, yeah, sure. But if Predator's there hunting Santa, Santa's going to respond in kind of, I love the idea too, like Santa packing himself in snow and and going around like, a, like an abominable snowman uh, uh, behind the Predator. He could be. Uh, like, he could literally like build a snowman around himself, but just like like a Gundam, arm. like a yeah. Gundam. Yeah, great. 
Yeah. Which, See, okay, I, I, given, I, but well, but uh, right. So, so that's, I guess that's a little Christmas magic. I mean, the Gundam thing, right? The building a thing. I was really I'm just thinking about him. I was really just thinking, but like, if you just do a version where it's just him packing snow on himself to lower his body temperature so Predator doesn't see him, and it just becomes about like tolerance and being able to endure that, and then you know, licking two candy canes till they become deadly sharp daggers, and you know. I think that's fine, but I do think, like, I do think maybe, maybe this is, maybe this is, is the thing is that I'm looking at it in a certain way. Like, you know, a friend of mine always said, if he reads Ghost Rider, he wants to see Ghost Rider doing something that only a on fire demon on a motorcycle can do. And so I kind of, Prefer- preferably with chains. Yeah. Like, I want to see Santa doing the stuff that like only Santa can do, like building a snow Gundam. Like right. I think, okay. and I feel like because then anybody, the, you know, Danny Torrance could beat the Predator. Then if you all you have to do is like go out into the snow and have Dude, candy, that would be amazing. If Danny Torrance fucking destroyed the Santa I mean, Claus with The Shining and then became new Santa. You, we, my only problem with with this is that we gotta we gotta get some new IP. We gotta get some IP that we that we get the money for. Yeah, sure. I just, I just, I just think like outsmarting the Terminator and converting a non-believer into a believer. Like, I find that incredibly satisfying. I'm just like, going to need you to walk me through it again next year. That's all. Okay, uh, but it's just my for instance. I'm not going to bring this next year. Next year, I'm going to come up with like fucking seven killers, man. I'm going to come up with. Then all I'm saying is like, th- then then that is Dude. my opinion is that I would like. I want it to have at least the sousant of Christmas magic. Because I uh, point. I think the Christmas magic is that he turns the kid into a believer. Alright. Then then look, then then if if that is the case, then then we can we can explore that idea further. Uh, 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 I, I just I, 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 I oh man, I felt I just I'm sh- I just, I'm, I just not even I'm like I'm still shaky on the premise. If a sousson of Christmas magic is boy, and that's taken a long time to find that other Santa uh, is going to uh, uh, be required. Like I don't know, man. Like it's uh, and it's nice to see him not have to do it sometimes. I, I don't again. know. All right, all right, all right. You know what? Maybe this is the requirement. Maybe everybody should 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 also come up with a Santa versus Terminator pitch to appease you. I don't. Why is the, I? Well, I, don't, I want to hear other pitches. I want to open Terminator. The, the, I, wanna, I don't want the Terminator. I don't uh, not want the Terminator. But you, you, you're the one who brought up the Terminator. It was just as a friend. Oh man, I. I, I oh boy. Okay. All right. That other Santa, uh, we disqualified because <laughs> we hadn't seen or read the thing that it was from. Not because it was not a Santa. Oh right, the Dresden files. Thing? Files yeah, thing, yeah. I think we might have time for one or two more Santas to rank. All right, that. let's. We, we can get through them. We'll speed run these. I assume you're going to cut out all the stuff about the Terminator, Matt. Oh, you absolutely should not. So this episode will be about forty-five minutes long. CJ suggested the Santa Claus from the DC universe who leaves Darkseid coal every year. That's a good one. That's a really that's a good, good one. one. That's, that's, a, that's also that's also ballsy. That's the the Ty Templeton two pager, maybe yeah. my second favorite two pager in comics after pancakes, of course. 
uh, yeah, the 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 Santa who who goes to Apocalypse every year, just to fucking dunk on Darkseid. It's pretty great. Yep. Just to pull out his list and go, well, Cole again this year, Darkseid. Great, wonderful. Uh, I would I would say, I would say that's even better than giving children swords. So above Narnia, then for yeah, sure, I think so. But below Netflix, Klaus, I, I would, I would probably put him higher. But, uh, but again, I think of the three of us, I, I like that Santa the least. Which again, still like him. I don't know. I think DC Cole Santa Claus is pretty great. Yeah, this is solid. It's solid gag. It's just, it's, yeah, yeah. The fourth world Santa. Yeah, I, I would. I would say he could easily be uh, number four or five. I I, th- I think uh, a number number four would be would be good for him. That puts him above uh, the Santa who conquered the Martians. Yeah, I think that's a great spot. Fraction. It feels high, but you know, okay. I I, I like this spot. The, I think the reason it feels it feels high is because it's literally only been a two. It's like a two pager. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. But it's pretty great. All right. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah. What do I know? (laughs) Uh, Cole for dark side. I just think leaving Cole for dark side is, is the coolest move. It's a complete power move. It's a total flex. It's so much cooler than any Santa who has a gun, you know? Agreed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How about, uh, the clause from the life and adventures of Santa Claus, as uh, as submitted by the Big Red Cheesesteak. That is the the Frank Baum uh, uh, story turned the final Rankin Bass stop motion special. That's right. Uh, where uh made immortal, like the the framing sequence of it is the trial to see if Santa shall be made immortal. Uh, by a council of like great wizards, a pretty oh, good yeah. sound. That's a that's a pretty weird one. It is a weird one. I like it though. It's like it's very like it is very much of a piece with um. If you've ever read uh, Tolkien's letters from Father Christmas, uh, which are uh, letters that J.R.R. Uh, John Roughrider Tolkien uh, wrote to his kids <laughs> from Father Christmas. I thought it stood for railroad. It, it starts out as, you know, oh, I'm Santa Claus, and at the North Pole it costs two kisses to send a letter. That's how much stamps cost, and I hope you've been good this year. But then, like, as the years go on, like, you know, four or five years in, it's like, yeah, the Goblin King uh, tried to blow up my workshop, and so the North Polar Bear and I had to uh, lead an army of elves uh, into fucking Helm's Deep. Like, very of a piece of like these two writers kind of like not being able to not be themselves a little bit. Uh, I like both of them a lot, but I do, I do quite like the life and adventures of Santa Claus. It's weird because it's Christmas is incidental (laughs) to the story. Right, right, right. But a little bit, how a little bit, how like rise of the guardians, as you put it, as is an Easter movie. Yeah. Like, that Santa still, like, does stuff on Christmas, but, like, Life and Adventures of Santa Claus Santa is very much a, 
Yeah, I mean, like, I guess Christmas is a good time to do that. I guess it's a good time to give kids presents. It's a good presenty day. I like him. I like him a lot. I like the weirdness for sure. I'd, 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 I'd maybe put him somewhere around the, the, I think you should leave Santa. Chris, what do you think? I, uh, I think that's good. Also, like, it's, it's, that's a really, if you haven't seen that one, it's a really good one to watch because it is like, what do the Rankin Bass movies look like after they've been doing it for 20 years? Uh, and they look wild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, above or below Crashmore. Well, the thing is, Crashmore is going to get his rate even if he's below. That's true. Even if he like, does true. a bad job. So you're saying the new number six. I'm saying the new number six. Patrick McGowan, classic. He would play Santa? <laughs> he would have been wild. Boy, very, yeah, that's a very, that's a very coal-filled Christmas. Here, another Rankin Bass uh, from, oh, we already did one from David L. Let's take one from... Uh, Kate Bishop from our Discord. That's not her real uh, name. Which is Ed Asner Santa from Elf. I do like that Santa. Yeah. There's something delightful in getting Ed Asner to play it, for sure. A thing that I really like about that movie, and a th- I, I think one of the reasons that movie became a Christmas classic, is that as much as like the other elves and Santa are like annoyed by buddy. They still like him. Like they're still nice to him. Like, like the, the elves are like complaining about him, but like not when he's around, like to his face, they're like, well, maybe you'll get it next time, buddy. And I feel like that Santa is the same way where he's like clearly a little bit annoyed by buddy, but he's still Santa Claus, you know, like he's still nice. And Asner, I think is one of the, like the perfect, guy to play that role the idea that santa doesn't have enough christmas spirit to run the sleigh so he had to get actual engines like jet engines is pretty fantastic i I don't know man i don't know i feel it's it's a very dubiously yeah it's it's a dubiously dubiously constructed story and there's some real mythos stuff but asner's great and fucking bob newhart just yes will ferrell sitting on bob newhart's lap is just 100 percent funny around the world i think which uh so i've i've more positive feelings and negative feelings but I, i i wish i loved elf as much as other people love elf i remember loving that movie a lot when it came out like i i went to see it when it was in theaters and I loved it. And then like this year, somebody, I saw some reframing of it as like a real post nine 11 movie. And like switches started going off in my brain because wow, it really is. That movie is a entire movie of you mess with one of us. You mess with all of us. It is it is entirely like New York comes together during a crisis. So post 9/11 in a way that like I I was blind to for years. The scene where Santa says roll out didn't uh <laughs> Oh, but Azure's good. 
Yeah, I, I think it's like again. I I like I like I like that Santa a lot. Yeah, I, I think he works well. Uh, better than the Santa who conquered the Martians. Matt, that's that Santa did conquer Martians. Do you think he told him about Jesus? Oh, don't worry about why. That's just a thing that we do. <laughs> yeah, like. Or, or do you think he like he was like y'all got y'all got Ron Mir up here? I don't know. Just say just trying to explain to Martians how Jesus turned a little bit of fish and bread into a lot of fish and bread, and how that was good. Do Martians also have original sin? Like, did they have a Garden of Eden, or do they know about the Garden of Eden? Did yes. Did first of all, were the so was original sin a galactic issue, or was it just an Earth issue? That's really what we're saying here, right? Was yeah. this a terrestrial issue, or did this, in fact, was this original sin for all forms of sentient life? I mean, this is pretty much what uh, what what Jack Kirby's The Eternals is about, right? Yep. Yeah. This is the kind of shit that got me like kicked out of church. <laughs> Uh, I I think I don't know, like, he, I, he is a Santa that lacks enough Christmas spirit to run his own sleigh. Well, it's, it's not that That's... he doesn't have the Christmas spirit; it's that everyone else doesn't. And I do love the way that he goes, like, "There's just not enough Christmas spirit anymore." Like, it's a very it is a line delivery that stays with me. They hate our Christmas spirit. They hate, they hate yeah. our Christmas. Oh, great! Thanks, thanks, Matts. Ever since they knocked down those buildings, not enough. <sighs> He's getting getting lower on the list with everything you two say. Yeah, uh, I would I would say I I would again nudge Detective Crashmore down. All right, he's going to get his two but, mil. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to wait for Detective Crashmore. But below Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Yeah, I think so. All right, all right. Ed Esner Santa from Elf. Technically, we have ranked 20 clauses, including the two non-Santas. Th- those weren't ranked, but they they were listed. Yes. At least do so, and you And then cut the Terminator stuff out, and I don't know, it's bonus content, I don't know. It doesn't feel like 18 is enough. You want to do two more? You want to do two more? We'll, we'll I, want to do 100, I want to do 100 more. Let's do two. <laughs> uh, Isabel, Between two and 100. Isabel submitted Santa from Santa's Husband by Daniel Kibblesmith. That's a pretty good Santa. A true modern Christmas classic. I, I, I saw it in the in the bookstore the other day while I was uh, doing my Christmas shopping, and I was like, I know that guy. There was a wild thing where a picture was going around of like a convenience store in like Indiana that had just Santa from Santa's husband, not his husband, just Santa, who is black, and Santa's husband, uh, like, on the, like, digital display on the sign of the convenience store <laughs> that was clearly just put there to piss people driving by off. <laughs> you know what? God bless them. Yeah. Ugh. Let's make it number four. Yeah, 
put him, put him okay. by. Yeah, great. Santa's Santa from Santa's husband, great. Going above Cole leaving DC Santa. One more. This one is from okay. Uzi submitted multiple Santa from the Tick, who is not a real Santa. Okay, he's a criminal. Yes, we could put him on the supplemental list. The supplemental Ooh, list does, does, doesn't doesn't Santa break and enter? Ooh. <laughs> oh, you like Santa? Hmm, interesting. I, I'm going to put multiple Santa in the middle of the non-Santas list above Robot Santa from Futurama, but below Dan Aykroyd. All right. All right, so this this is uh, going to be our this is going to be our final Santa. This is our final Santa. This is from Harry J. And I will say a thing I appreciate about this list: not a lot of like middling Santas. People really did want to give us good ones and bad ones. Yeah, they aimed high and low. Yeah, which I appreciate. The, good job. The most middling Santa was Narnia Santa. Yeah. Uh, Harry J. gave us the original, the Santa from the poem "Twas the Night Before Christmas." The right jolly old elf. The right jolly old elf, yes. I mean, that's... Look, I just said this, but that is the most middling Santa there is. It is the original Santa from Clement Clark Moore who shows up and laughs and scares a man and then says Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. It's kind of like the Bam Bam Margera of Santa's. (laughs) (laughs) Viva la Santa. It's it's kind of weird that guy gets scared by Santa. You know? Like, who do you think was bringing those presents to people? I mean, maybe this was Santa's first time out. Now, I think we should say... It wasn't, though, Matt, because that's like the 20s. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it had been at least like, like... 1400 years by then he is not called santa claus in the poem he is saint nicholas uh yes the the actual uh i I think subtitle of the poem a visit from saint nicholas yes santa claus would not become a thing well i guess santa claus was this is why we need benito to explain when the name Santa Claus fell into favor. Well, you can go get the t-shirt that Dylan Todd designed that is the, the, the trinity of Santa Claus is Father Christmas, St. Nicholas, uh, but, they, but they are not each other. Uh, let's do another Santa. This is a weird, this is... Uh, eh. You don't want to do the poem Santa? I don't know. I, I, again, very middling. Very middling. Yeah. Aver- yeah. Average standard length of the toilet. Mid, yeah, mid mid Santa. It's a mid it's Santa's mid. There's there's not much to say about him. Yeah. He's, he's uh, small. I do appreciate a time when people slept in hats. That's true. Mama in her kerchief. And I in my cap. Yeah. So my 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 von Dutch cap. Oh, I think it wasn't Frank you know that Ball. in the poem it was a von Dutch cap. That's the thing people don't know. <laughs> uh, I think L. Frank Baum was a big part of popularizing calling Santa Claus Santa Claus. Wow, L. Frank Baum is really good. There was also the Catherine Lee Bates poem, Mrs. Claus, uh, which is from 1889. 
So it all kind of, Santa Claus, I think, all kind of happened like late 19th century. Because this was St. Nicholas, and that was in the 1820s. Anyway, all right, we'll pick another Santa. Uh, how about, well, someone suggested the Santa that Thundercracker fights in the Christmas story from IDW's Transformers. Chris, have you read that? I have, but I think I'm the only one who has. So that won't be very fun for our last one. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go back to an earlier submission. Uh, that's going to be a double submission, but uh, this is a fun one. It's from Centipede Damascus. It's the Santa that faints because the M&Ms are real. All right. <laughs> First of all, good good pull. Yeah, that's top work. Pull. That's really that's good work. Second of all, confusing. Why is he surprised? He might no, not okay. have, because I would speculate he is not a Santa. He is, in fact, a common burglar. <laughs> but we don't see him magically enter, right? He's just there. Okay. It, all right. If we accept that that is Santa Claus, the real Santa Claus, is he surprised that M&Ms exist, or is he surprised that these two walking, talking M&Ms exist? Well, here's the thing, Matt. Here's the thing. This is like a Muppet situation, right? Well, there, there's two possibilities. There's two possibilities. One possibility is like a Muppet situation, and just some people are candy, right? <laughs> In which case, he should not be surprised that there are talking candies. The other possibility is that th these are the only talking humanoid candies, and although later ads would prove that false, well, well that 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 those six or seven M and M's, yeah, including the one that they want us to want to fuck. At the time of the making of that ad, there was still only red and yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like th then, those are the only talking candies. In which case, they should be fairly well known. Like if there were two humanoid talking candies in our world, like if if we found tomorrow two talking M&Ms that existed, we would be shocked, but we would all know about them. We would be like, like they would be famous. They would probably become spokespeople for a worldwide candy brand. So either they're too common for Santa to be surprised by the existence of these two M&Ms, or they're too rare for Santa to be surprised by the existence of these two M&Ms. There is no middle ground. Also, one that uh, Santa doesn't know about them suggests, uh, what if they're, why aren't they on the list, right? Yeah. One way or the other. It feels like, it feels like dereliction of duty. Also, my problem with those mascots is they are inviting us to eat their, their kind. It's like a, it's like, it's a, it's a very Southern thing of like, a chicken restaurant, uh, like a fried chicken place with a fried chicken mascot, like a chicken mascot. You ever seen like a, you drive by a restaurant? There's like a chicken restaurant, and it's like a uh, there's a chicken in like people clothes offering you a big plate of chicken pieces. I always think of this as something uh, with pigs and barbecue. Yeah, it's, it's much more common with pigs. Yes. Every barbecue restaurant 
I went to as a child had drawings, paintings, depictions of pigs on the walls everywhere. Right. Right. Inviting you to eat them. It, yeah, it's it's such a strange phenomenon. And it, it just it's a thing that bothers me about the M&Ms is like well, hey, are they inviting us to eat all of these other M&Ms so none no other M&M gains sentience? Oh, we must be the, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, it does raise questions that I think they're not prepared to answer. Because, like, I, is this like a situation where, like, if I offered you a gingerbread man, where, like, it is in the shape of a human, but it's just a, just a confection? Or are are the M&Ms, like, are the M&Ms that we can get at the store in the package, like, just little guys. Here's my question. Santa says they do exist. He doesn't say, oh, talking M&Ms, oh, talking candy. He says they do exist. As if he has heard folklore, as if he has heard tell, of these talking M&Ms. He has entered a house where they are and become aware of their existence for the first time. Who has told him these stories? Or has he just seen other ads on TV? Yeah, man, maybe he's just been to movies like maybe just been the movies like the rest of us. Well, <laughs> there's also like the the two M&Ms are having a conversation but Santa isn't. So, like, there should be, like... Like, the, the, the logical other half of that requires Santa to have, like, a like someone he's having the same conversation with, right? To kind of have the same reaction. But, like, R- R- Rudolph's not there. You know? Like, Krampus isn't there. Like, talking no, about, Santa like... Just, Santa just says to himself, they do exist. It's real weird. I don't like that ad. It has been on TV for 20 years. It's, I saw it during the World Cup. This year. This very year. It's still out there. Haven't seen those... those The, the Folgers ad. <laughs> Haven't seen those two. The, 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 one that the, 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 the one that the Pornhub algorithm wrote. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> that ad does I, not begin with, with uh, Welcome Home, Step Bro, is shocking. I undershot how old that ad is. What? That ad is 26 years old. It started airing on TV in 1996. That's wild. It has been revised four times. Like updated and made into HD and everything. Oh, were they able to get the original M and M's back? <laughs> it's. I didn't laugh as much as that joke deserved credit for, but I want you to know that was really good. I Thank think that you. was good. I appreciate that. I, I was so impressed by it, I didn't laugh, and then I recognized I didn't laugh. That's not fair because that was really fun. You'd think Chris if they were going to update it, they would like throw the other ones in there, and Santa would be yeah. like. Like, oh, I do no, want to fuck it. 
Yeah. See, that would make sense. <laughs> where did where, know, she's got like boots, right? She's got like like boots. Well, they've changed her now. They've they've changed her to now, and people are mad that she's not as fuckable. But she at one point that had was, boots, right? Yeah, she had boots. Are like, white? Where did, did she get those? So they're bigger than regular M and M's, but they're still only like the size of like a fire, like smoke detectors, right? So they're not exactly. Well, they're not quite humanoid, but they're not or human sized, but they're somewhere. There's someone that makes boots for just in case M and M's are this come alive. I guess I just I don't know. It's a probably a special order, probably custom made, like Etsy, like an Etsy thing. Could be an Etsy thing. Are we putting Eminem Santa Claus at the bottom of this list? I mean... We don't even know that it's Santa. We, he's... That is a good point. I, I think we have to assume that it's meant to be Santa. Uh, you can make just as many arguments that he's, that he's a burglar. <laughs> that Santa would know. He would know. I mean, that's part of what makes him a, not a good Santa. Do that he doesn't the M&Ms know the M&Ms exist outside of the sight of God? Like because do you think that that God could make an M M&M and M so sexy he himself wouldn't fuck it? Do you think Netflix's oh. Neil Gaiman and Sam Keith's The Sandman made a deal with two M and M's that they would be so cursed what, to wander the world eternally? So what you're saying is that these two M and M's don't appear on the naughty and nice lists. Santa doesn't see them while they're sleeping and while they're awake. Because they exist in a constant limbo between life and death. They're the only creatures that are truly free. Yes. They live beyond judgment, beyond his veil of judgment. Okay, okay. So the M&M's... Or it's a burglar. (laughs) (laughs) The M&M's are unbaptized, but also do not have the stain of original sin. Yeah. I mean, if they're not on the list, right? Sin Here's is the thing that makes us. Com- uh, the sin is the thing that makes us uh, uh, capable of naughty and nice by its very virtue. All right, if we accept that this is Santa Claus and not a burglar, a- he fainted, and he has fucked up this Christmas Eve completely. Oh yeah, the time, the t- the clock is all. Do yeah. you think? Do you think the red M M&M and M becomes Santa? Because well, he's, he's not defeated. Dead. I mean, Santa. that's that, I mean, that would be a right. That's a arguable. Again, it, this Santa's a he because the red M M&M and M doesn't become Santa. Uh, that Santa is not real. It's a burglar. Otherwise, as you put it, he would have the red M M&M and M would have become Santa for defeating Santa. I think he goes at the bottom. I think he's number twenty. I don't he's a like false, him. false Santa. I think we should do one more. All right. I'm putting him at number 20. But we could do one. Put an asterisk. Put in there. Fine. Put an asterisk. Debate. (laughs) Is this Santa real? Uh, Asterisk. Also, he's he's also doping. (laughs) (laughs) One more, and then... We gotta go because we're over two hours. It, we're way over time here. 
I got I got to go to bed. Yeah. I have a uh, fucking TV show to make in the morning. <laughs> hey, Matt, why are you so tired? Eminem Santa. Uh, okay. Is that like your Waffle House song? Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing that only guys from North Carolina get. I'm just going to name some off and we can decide who we want to rank. Coca-Cola Santa, that's another boring mm, like baseline Santa. Yeah. So, not that one. Uh, the Santa in Sailor Moon who was Tuxedo Mask all along. Well, That, that was Tuxedo Mask, Mask, yeah. Uh, the Santa in Lobo's Paramilitary Christmas. The, that's the Santa that uh, the Easter Bunny hires Lobo to kill. Not not good. Not good. Yeah. Do we want to rank that one? No. Keep. <laughs> okay. Damn. Uh, along the same lines, Santa from Weird Al's The Night Santa Went Crazy. That would also be pretty low. Ooh, bummer. The worst Weird Al yeah. song. Uh, how about Santa Claus from Ernest Saves Christmas? I don't. Remember. If Ernest saved Christmas, he's a shit Santa. Uh, honestly, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, okay. Uh, Santa from the Doctor Who episode where he's played by Nick Frost. That's a pretty good one. Although it's all I a hallucination. So, also not a real Santa. Uh, I mean, it's left a little ambiguous, as I recall. It's a little. Yeah, I think I think it's I think that's I don't know I haven't seen it in a while, but my recollection is that it's like a coherent hallucination or something. Uh, Harry J suggested the the horny Santa from the song Santa Baby. I don't think Santa's the horny one in that song. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> it's uh, the horny one in that song. Yeah, I think. Santa's just, into fi- Santa's just into being financially dominated. Uh, I think that might be some confusion with I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus there. Also not the true Santa. Who's not? Also not the true yeah, Santa, that's, yeah. That's somebody's dad. Uh, and a scene okay. in Christmas Evil capable of making children go insane. Tom suggested Santa from Holiday Heat. The whole arc from Suck My Balls to He Shot Didn't Miss. Uh, the Santa that the Insane Clown Posse wants to murder. <laughs> the, yeah. the the Santa that demands you decorate your Christmas tree with panties. Uh, now, is that Santa saying that, or is that the Insane I mean, Clown Posse? He definitely says, he, he says, um, like a reindeer hoe. He does say that, yeah. That's Santa saying that. That's a ba- That's bad. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah, like a dirtbag Santa. Still like him better than than Scott Calvin. Would you rather watch Santa Claus or listen to Holiday Heat for the same running time as Santa Claus? I think that would be like one and a half to two listens of Holiday Heat, which is daunting. That's challenging. But because of you... Matt Fraction, and you, Matt Wilson, and uh, all of our, our listeners who always tell us that they have made it a part of their Christmas traditions. I have a lot of fond memories of Holiday Heat. It's true. It's true. And, and because of Huge as, as well. Don't want don't to leave Huge out. He was a, a, a very fun part of that episode. 
I would rather listen to Holiday Heat for the runtime of of the Santa Claus. I think it'd be easier to enter a fugue state just if all you were worrying about was audio instead of audio and video. That's a fair point. Matt, give us another. Give us another. <laughs> are, are we not ranking Holiday Heat Santa? Uh, hmm. uh, all right. Stogo recommend. Uh, Suggested Santron from the Marvel comic. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santron, but that's Ultron. Yeah, that that is a that is a that that is not a true Santa. That's the that's of the false Santas we have talked about. That is the best one. Uh, Indigo suggested Tom Hanks Santa from the Polar Express. Never seen it. Don't think I can get through it. Real uncanny valley yeah. stuff going on there. Um. Josh Dangit suggested Anna Kendrick as Noel. Not oh, I, haven't, I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen it. That's Santa's we daughter. The first movie, I guess she becomes Santa at some point. Yeah, but there is a there is a Santa. I I honestly can't remember how that movie she, ends. There's a Santa Claus. She is Santa Claus's daughter. She might take she over. Take, she takes over for Santa. Him, yeah. It's like in yeah, Year she, Without a Santa Claus, Mrs. You know what I mean? Yeah. She she becomes the new Santa at the end of that movie. Yeah, but th- I mean, well, then we haven't seen her acting as Santa. Then if that if it only happens at the end, that's true. And there hasn't been a sequel that I'm aware of. I'm running out. I'm running out. I thought we were going to definitely not get to all of these. <laughs> I'm okay. Santa Claus is portrayed by David Huddleston in the 1985 Dudley Moore John Lithgow movie Santa Claus the movie. Sucks. This one we can rank. He sucks. Nailed it. Damn. He can't, he can't beat John Lithgow. Well, I mean, he is raising Kane. Come on. But he, all right, can't, all right. he can't beat John Lithgow. He also dies immediately. He dies of exposure. He and his wife. What? What? Yeah, that movie opens with like he he is resurrected, not unlike the Lord Jesus. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't either. And when we watched it, it was pretty shocking that that movie opens with Santa Claus freezing to death with his wife. Well, and I mean that immediately ranks him uh, uh, on on at least on par with the Santa who dies in the Santa Claus. Agreed. Agreed. If not tied, outright tie. Also, that movie is called Santa Claus the Movie, and it's about Dudley Moore. Yep, it is. Uh, entirely about Dudley. Like, Santa Claus is dead for most of that movie. He's a fucking curtain jerker. Only uh, comes back, uh, like, kind of by the end, right? Like, he, he's gone long enough for John Lithgow to invent Christmas 2. Right, the sequel to Christmas. That's pretty funny. That's see. That's I prefer John Lithgow in that movie to Santa Claus, the evil businessman. It's in March, Christmas too. It's, it's pretty great. That's really funny. Sucks. That's good. That's good. That's a good gag. Yeah, maybe we should have Christmas every every four months, like in Stardew Valley. I I would say like. Put put him at the new number twenty, right above the M M&M and M Santa, who literally all we see him do is 
pass out, possibly die, and confuse us. Okay. And might be a burglar. And who might also be a burglar. Asterisk, maybe not a real Santa. Alright, so that gives us our list, everybody, that, to, to run them down from 21 to 20. Number 21, M&M commercial Santa. Who from says 21 that, to 20? That's two. 21 to 1. Sorry. <laughs> from 21 to 20, M&M Santa, Santa from Santa Claus movie. The end! <laughs> Thanks for listening. Oh, it's been a long night. It's, it's been a long night. It's, it's later for both of us than it is for you, Fraction. Motherfucker, uh, I made a TV show today. Number 21, Eminem Commercial Santa. Number 20, Santa from Santa Claus the Movie, a movie that is not about Santa Claus. Number 19, the Santa who is murdered by uh, Scott Calvin, as portrayed by Tim Allen in the movie The Santa Claus. Number 18, by virtue of uh, Trial by Combat, Scott Calvin, as portrayed by Tim Allen in the movie The Santa Claus with an E. Number 17, Bill Goldberg, the Santa from Santa's Slay. Uh, number 16, Harry, Harry Stadling from Christmas Evil. Uh, as submitted by uh, Matt Fraction. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Uh, number 15, uh, Santa from The Night Reindeer Died, the story within the story from uh, Scrooged. Number 14, the Santa from The Nightmare Before Christmas who gets his shit rocked by uh, a Hot Topic kid. Number and a 13, bag of bugs. And a bag of bugs. Number 13, the Omega-level mutant Santa Claus from uh, Marvel Holiday Special number one from 1991. Uh, the, the only Santa on the list created by Scott Lubdell. Uh, number 12, Paul F. Tompkins as Santa Claus from Comedy Bang Bang. Don't know a thing about him. Uh, number 11, Father Christmas from C.S. Lewis's Narnia books, who gives children weapons. Uh, number 10, Klaus, or Klaus from Netflix, uh, the, the Academy Award nominated? Or winning film? Animated film on Netflix? Uh, Is streaming? Uh, Number nine, also on Netflix, that's... uh, That's animated feature, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, That's that's Santa Claus from... uh, I think you should leave the the sketches where Santa uh, has a second career as an actor playing Detective Crashmore. He's seen everybody naked. (laughs) He's He's got to see if they have tattoos. He's going to get his two million. <laughs> uh, number uh, eight, Ed Asner as Santa Claus from the film Elf, uh, directed by John Favreau. Number seven, Santa from uh, The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, uh, the Rankin Pass adaptation of L. Frank Baum's uh, stories. Number six, Santa from Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, who conquered the Martians. Uh, number five, DC Comics Santa, uh, who leaves Cole for Darkseid in the Ty Templeton two pager from. Uh, DC Holiday Special. Uh, number four, Santa from Santa's Husband. Uh, that's the, the the Santa that you think of when you hear Santa. That's actually Santa's husband, the real Santa, different guy. Uh, number uh, based on a tweet, based on a tweet by Daniel Kibblesmith. Uh, number uh, three. That doesn't. That doesn't. That doesn't. That doesn't have the same zing it used to. That really sounds like it's something different now. It, it it's like the last good thing to be based on a tweet. Like it it, it can have that legacy. Uh, number number three on the list, our top three: Nicholas Saint North, uh, the Santa Claus from Rise of the Guardians, uh, the animated film and the series of books. Uh, 
number two claws from Grant Morrison and Dan Mora's series of books about uh, Santa's adventures across time. That's Santa with big white dog. I like him. Uh, and number one, uh, a, a, a deserving classic Santa Claus, Santa from Miracle on 34th Street, 1947, as portrayed by Edmund Gwen, who gives that girl a house and a dad. That's a good list. That's a good list. It's a good list. Good list. There's de- there's definitely a hard break between bad and good on this list. That happens right at the middle, which I appreciate. Good stuff. I am amazed we got to this many. But I appreciated the Terminator discussion. How, how many of these Santas could beat Terminator without relying on Christmas magic? The real crucible. The real Christmas crucible. Only three or four, probably. I think that's probably about right, yeah. Uh, Matt Fraction, thank you so much for taking the time. Hey, join us. I'd love this. Every year I love it. Thanks for having me. Chris, I hope your heart gets better between now and next year when we put together our, <laughs> our, our League of Santa Assassins. I, I, my heart's fine. Look, we'll 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 sort it. I will I will listen to all of your pitches with an open mind. That is my promise to you. Wow, wow, that's that's Fraction. all I can do. Oh. <laughs> Fraction, is there? Anything I, you I, hang on a second. I think it's. I have. I've been a fan for quite a while. I think I've earned a little bit. Sure. Yeah. No, it's great. It's great. It's been a, it's been a crazy few years. We've all been through some stuff, man. It's cool. It's totally fine. Fraction, I, I'm so glad to talk to you every year. I really am. Not a bit. Not a joke. It's I so look forward to this. It's I, I always I always love the email that goes around when one of us remembers. Oh shit! It's almost Christmas. It's it's like the it's like my own. It's just the start to the holiday season. Um, be Christmas for us uh, without you being here, uh, and I'm I'm sure the listeners also feel the same way. But definitely for me and Matt, it is the uh, it is, it's part of the, the season for it, us. Yeah. 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 No, we're all going to stay up too late, arguing about dumb shit and then regret it in the morning, but actually not. Um, Hey, you know what? Something occurred to me. Uh, uh, I do have a, th- I, I could actually plug a thing that I believe came out, even though I haven't seen it. Uh, this book, me and Terry Dodson and Rachel Dodson do called adventure man. Volume two comes out and it all takes place in New York at Christmas time. Oh, love it. Uh, 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 I was, uh, yeah, it was, it is, uh, uh, yeah, it's called a fairy tale in New York and it's, it's New York and it's Christmas time and adventure man is having new adventures and it's, it's, it's a big bunch of pulpy fun. And you know, the thing I'm writing that everybody can read is sort of, uh, uh I don't have to, you know, apologize or, uh, look at my feet when, uh, uh, unlike say sex criminals, when I explain that premise to somebody. So yeah, yeah. If you want to see, uh, if, uh, you know, fuck my shit, uh, Terry and Rachel doing some completely gorgeous art and, uh, and a big kind of European sized album, uh, adventure man volume two, I believe is out now. And it is. It's out now. Sweet. Sweet. Excellent. Excellent. There, I actually had a thing to plug. Look at that. That's th- Glad, glad to hear it. Always glad to, to get some new stuff from uh, one Fraction. Day, one day there will be a TV show. I was actually gonna. Uh, uh, I, I had a I had a bit planned 
Go uh, for it. Spring on you where I was going to uh, ask you when we could get more Mantooth. Oh no, that four gigs of memory is starting to fail. He's picking up. <laughs> are, you, can you, are you still there? Can you still hear me? Hello? Hello? Oh, oh no. Freaking... Oh, Zencaster, you're failing. Oh, my curse, my three gigs of RAM. Thank you again. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, and to have a, uh, a, a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and yours. Uh, tell uh, tell uh, Kelly Sue and the kids that we said uh, hello and, uh, and have a, a lovely evening. You as well, fellas. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. Stay safe and sane and healthy. And uh, I'll see you next December. Merry Christmas. Fuck yeah! Thanks once again to Matt Fraction uh, for joining us once again. It is, we say it every year, but it's, it's so important to me and delightful to me that like that, that it is a Christmas tradition uh, after over a decade of, and, and the fact that Fraction comes here every year genuinely warms my heart. I hope he enjoyed ranking the Santas. He really wanted to talk about that Terminator thing, and I know it was like a funny bit to keep back going back to, but I hope he enjoyed ranking the Santas. I don't, I just, why the, you know, it's not, it's not the time. It's not the time. <laughs> it's, it's time for something else. It is. It's time for us to exchange Christmas gifts as we do every year, Chris. So let's do it. Matt, have you, you, you've not opened your package yet, right? The one that I sent you? I have opened the box, but I have not seen the gifts inside yet. Okay, because I, I do want you... I, I don't want you to be disappointed, but this is not the year that I finally broke down and bought you the Stone Cold Steve Austin WrestleMania 17 replica leather vest. One more round. Next year. Next year. M- maybe next year. Yeah. I imagine that I am Terrence Howard and I'm looking at the vest and it's on a mannequin and I look at it and I walk past and I go, next time. Like I do every year when I actually find the thing I get you for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what I really like about what you sent me, Chris, is that it's in the a bark box. Yes. So I'm getting some treats for having been a good boy. It's Matt. Let me ask you a question. Mm. Who's a good boy? <laughs> if these squeak when I get them out, I'll know what's up. It's the perfect size box. Uh, the reason your gift did not arrive in time for us to record this a couple days ago uh, was, in fact, because I could not find the right size box. But I have your I have your presents for me here. Which yes, are very exciting. Yes. Uh, why don't you go ahead and, and let everybody know what you got? Uh, yours came in some bad shopping website boxes. So yes. it wasn't evident necessarily that it was a gift from me until you opened it. Yeah, no, I did open them a bit early, but uh, I was happy to do so because, Matt, you, you know what I like. I do. You know I what do. I'm here for. And what I like is when people hit up the old wish list 
And specifically what I like is when people get me uh, fancy stationery and office supplies. <laughs> Which, like, again, I cannot stress this enough that this is fully, seriously a thing about me. Uh, I love stationery. I love office supplies. Uh, you got me uh, a uh, you got me two different fancy notebooks. You got me the uh, the B five Nemesine notebook, which I've given you Nemesine notebooks before. You have um, for Christmas, and they're I, great. I, yeah, I I have one on my desk. I use it occasionally, but it's so nice that I'm a, I'm afraid to use it. I I will probably get more use out of it uh, in the next year when I'm less uh, afraid to uh, break it in. Look, I'm I'm exactly there with you. I have notebooks that I've been gifted that I that I have never used. I have a beautiful uh, and, uh, Dr. K got me a beautiful like uh, peanuts moleskin, like limited edition moleskin. I have two Sailor Moon limited edition moleskins that I bought myself. Uh, but but the the Nemesines I gave you are not limited. You you can use them. You can feel good about using them. I I have used them from time to time in the past, and and. I will definitely get more use out of them. I hope that you get lots of use out of uh, the notebooks I got for you. Oh, I, buddy, I'm so excited. You got me the, the Nemesian B5, mm-hmm. uh, which is 252 by uh, 179 millimeters. But then you also got me the uh, the black and red professional notebook, which I've heard many good things about. It's got the optic paper in it. Uh, it is a, uh, a more standard A4 size. Uh you also got me a uh, a package, the Statler uh, Triplus Multi Set package that has a uh, highlighter, a fine liner, a mechanical pencil, a ballpoint pen, and a rollerball. Two fine liners, actually, in two different colors, black and blue. Uh, lovely, love it in a nice little hard case. And you got me uh, these other two things that I have: these little uh, cord organizers uh, from Gridit. Their cocoon series uh, that I I use all I have one that I use all the time because it holds all of the like charging cables that I use for like headphones for my uh, internet my, my Apple Macintosh computer internet pad my Apple Macintosh computer internet phone uh, the it, it holds all of those things. And keeps them organized, keeps them out of the way. Uh, the one you got me, uh, you, you got me too, you got me a very big one, which I love, but also the one that's sized for travel, which is perfect. Um, so, buddy, Merry Christmas to me. I'm loving these Office Plus. I'm glad. I, I know that that's the stuff you like, so I'm glad. I do. I love stationery. I'm glad you like them. I, I thought about the, the little travel-sized uh organizer shell organizer that it might be really handy for putting uh like nintendo switch stuff in Mm, yeah it's a good call like your charging cable and stuff like that so yeah hopefully you can Uh, get a lot of good use out of them it's quite nice and i i I quite like it uh i'm happy to have them so uh thank you i will use them in good health i actually did uh i bought myself I've been uh, using the uh, a, a note-taking app on the iPad, which I love, but I also bought myself a... Uh, I, I splurged and got a Hobonichi, uh, the world's <laughs> Japanese planner, uh, for 2023. 
So these these pens are going to be put to some good use on that bad boy. Let me tell you. Very glad to hear that. All right. Yeah, buddy, I'm, I'm excited. I fucking love writing shit on paper. I'm I'm breaking into the bark box. All right. Okay. So there's three things in there. Yeah. Two of them I purchased around the time of your birthday. Okay. Which is in June. Okay. And I pre-ordered them and they did not ship in time. So those have been in a little box labeled Matt's Christmas presents on my desk for six months. Are, are they the things wrapped in green wrapping yes. paper? Yes. All right. I'll open those first. And I forgot to put your pin that fell off your bag last time you were here in that box. So I do still have that. Uh, it's fine. It's I don't think that was like a super nice pin anyway. Oh, oh, I, not a pin, like a writing pin, like a... A pin, an enamel pin, yeah. An enamel pin, yeah. Was it a wrestling belt pin? No, it's uh, it's your um, Guide of Exposure pin. That's right, yeah. Which actually is quite nice. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you can send that to me sometime. I will. Or you, look, you can come back, or maybe, or maybe I'll come down. Yeah, any of those. Um, all right, the first thing I have here is a keychain. Uh, that is from Mixnex or Micnex, I should say uh, who I assume is an Etsy seller uh, I believe so, yeah, yeah. cool uh, card they have with a wrestler on it uh, this keychain is the Intercontinental Championship and that is great I love this it's the good design of the Intercontinental Championship with the yellow strap, or the white strap. Not the yellow strap, the white strap. Oh, and it says WWF on it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I saw that and instantly, like, I saw it up for pre-order. And instantly, I was like, oh, that that's, that's for Matt. Yeah. What I like about this is that the gold parts of the belt are not like a sort of like painted metal but are uh, like a, a plastic um, that's just made such that it's gold and shiny so I think that makes it a little more durable to put on a keychain very cool I like this these will go on my keys for sure yeah I thought I thought you would like that uh, and that was like that was a you you cannot get that anymore. Wow, so limited. I'm very excited about it. Limited edition. You might be able to get it again in the future, but for right now, yeah. You know you know what that Etsy seller should do is make the the blue strap and the yellow strap versions. Uh I I think they might. Um and you can find it uh uh if you go to uh their website right now, Micnacts. Uh, it is you can't get into it wow okay and then the other thing is uh, some blood a bloodborne hard enamel pin uh, with uh, I think the hunter from the cover of the game is the character displayed here that's cool I like that a lot I'll put this on uh, one of my bags. 
Oh, it's got stickers. Yeah, uh, this is part of a uh, like fan gamer launched a new like collection of pins that uh, you get a pin and then a little second pin uh, that you can put in uh, like a, they have like a little inventory uh, backer you can get to put them on. They're very cool. Yeah, the the second pin is a skull um, from the game. The stickers are the hunter and um, one of the one of the symbols from the game. This is cool. I like that too. I love I love the little knickknacks I can put on stuff. All right. I know. Good. Time from time for thing number three. I think I know what this is. Yeah, it's it's a very identifiable shape. Based on feel. Yeah. It's a knife. Ooh. Matt, it is not just a knife. That's fancy. It is a knife that that I bought a match set of two knives. Hell yeah. And I kept one and gave one to you. Knife bros. Knife bros. For this is a knife for life. This is a knife in a sheath. Yes. Uh, I believe this is the second sheathed knife you have given me. I like to give knives. You do. And I like to receive them. Uh, yeah, I have the Rough Rider knife over on my bookcase, ready to use at any given moment. Like DMX? Yeah, exactly like DMX. Uh, this is so cool. I love the blade on this thing. Yeah, I, I thought these were like incredibly pretty knives. Like, uh, you should put a, a, a picture of it. Um, it's got the uh, quote Damascus steel unquote blade, uh, very pretty handle, uh, a nice curve to it. It is it, it is it is meant to be a uh, cooking knife, uh, a utility knife. Um, it does need to be sharpened if it's anything like the one I have. So I have a sharpener, so no worries. Yeah, this is great. Uh, yeah, match set of knives for uh, for you boys. That's fantastic. Thank you, Chris. I love it. I'm glad you like it, bud. Uh, Keychain going on my keys, pin going on one of my bags, knife uh, stowed away for future use when I need it. Put that knife on your hip. Yeah. Uh, These these are from uh, Black Forge Knives, by the way. Uh, Very nice. Very nice indeed. Well, that was a good gift exchange. We hope you enjoyed listening to it, listeners. Uh, we both got stuff we are known to like. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this year's Christmas special. Uh, we love doing them every year. It's a blast. It's always fun to have Fraction on. And Chris, it's great to wrap up another year of uh, podcasting with you, my very, very good friend. Uh, it's you know, after how many years now? <laughs> Probably twelve years of us. Twelve on years the show. Now. It you'd think it would be getting old, but uh, it hasn't gotten old. I still love doing this show, uh, even when it can be hard to schedule and find time to do everything. Uh, which feels like ever since twenty twenty finding time has been harder and harder <laughs> just as life uh, has kind of gotten harder 
But whenever we sit down to do the show, whatever show we're doing, I have a blast. So thanks for doing this for another year, my man. Right back at you, buddy. I feel the exact same way. Uh, it's always good to uh, to talk to you every week. Uh, and the fact that uh, people like to listen in on our conversations that I would honestly be just having with you anyway. The, the fact that I get so excited reading comics and texting you about them, knowing that we're going to talk about them later, just still like it, it really keeps the joy in a thing that I love. Uh, so I am glad to be doing this show. Glad to be doing it with you. Glad to be doing it for our listeners uh, who join us. So thank you to everyone out there uh, who listens, uh, who talks to us on the discord, who, who uh, helps us pay the gimmick. They helps us pay those gimmicks that you send in the mail called bills. Uh, thank you to everybody. Thank you to you, Matt. Uh, enjoy your knife in good health. Uh, you can, you can slide, slide me a, a quarter so that it will not sever our friendship, but, uh, knife bros for life. Indeed. Indeed. And, uh, I love that we continue to innovate on the show. You talked about texting about comics. This is the year we came up with a comic being the texter's choice. Every week. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, a great innovation on the show, I feel like. Always new stuff. Always new stuff on Gimmick Street. Always coming up with new stuff. Uh, so, yeah, everybody. Uh, that is that is it for us for 2022. Uh, we'll be back in mid-January with the Gordy Awards. So send in your Gordy categories now. Uh, and and we'll come up with winners for the awards in the Gordy categories. And uh, it should be a lot of fun when we're back in 2023. But in the meantime, please, all of you, have a wonderful Christmas. Uh, enjoy whatever holidays you celebrate this uh, holiday season. Uh, I believe Hanukkah... We'll go through the day after Christmas, uh, December 26th. So if you're celebrating Hanukkah right now, I uh, hope it, you're having a, a lovely time. Uh, whatever holiday you celebrate, I hope it is happy, healthy, and fun for you. That's it, everybody. Uh, we will see you in 2023. Until then, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. Be, be with us for the Gordy Awards in 2023. Uh, and uh, goodbye. We love you. We love you. Yeah!